Previously on Lonely Boys. I see you two have found each other. No need for introduction. Right, Max and Ivy. Serena, this isn't what it looks like. Oh, so you two didn't use to date? We did. And you. You didn't pretend like you've never met? We did. And you didn't try to convince me not to see him again because he may still be hung up on his ex, Ivy? Hey up, Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 5, Episode 10 of Gossip Girl, Riding in Town Cars with Boys. That's right, it is the mid-season finale of Season 5, but I'm not here by myself. Now that we're doing video here, I can clearly see that uh, my co-host is wearing nothing but chocolate on a pillbox hat. It's Brendan Ruffle. Hello, I'm your co-host, of course, of the Creepy Uncle Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Diddle Hood Cream Nation, recording live as well from the Crematorium. I'm your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly, Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Yes, cream, yes, cream. cream. Also, optional, you can take the optional A-cab, all creams are bastard. I'll leave it up, maybe, I'll leave it up to, the, uh, to the guest, maybe, or the, if they're returning guests, if they know the this, stick, this <laughs> they could opt in for A-cab, opt in for Cream, yes, Cream. Well, let, well, hold on. I was thinking maybe um, if you're going to include that all creams are bastard in, in your... In your little, uh, in your little thing, I don't know, I don't know what, what to call it. Uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, in your intro, that's what it is. Maybe you should say it before. Maybe you should do something like, uh, or just remember, all creams are bastards, but uh, Doctor Officer Cream reporting for duty, because you okay. kind of want to end it with cream, yes, cream. Right, um, that really is like the good period on the. Intro, that's where that's what everyone them. gets jazzed up for. That's yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. everyone. I don't know how many people are driving and like take their hands off the wheel. For a cream uh, do, a, do a two-handed salute. Two-handed salute. <laughs> yeah. you, can leave, you can leave one hand. <laughs> no way. Uh, Brendan, would you believe that it's not just the two of us today? I could believe it. Well, listen. Last time this guest came on, I believe it was also for a mid-season finale that ends wow. in a car crash. So we are. Very <laughs> That's nuts. I don't know how that. I don't know how this this happened. Maybe this is these are her favorite episodes. She just needs to come on for them. But we are here with our mid-season finale car crash expert. That's right. <laughs> it's I believe the nineteenth member of the Lonely Boys Two Timers Club. It's Sarah Gar. Sarah, welcome back to the podcast. Hey. hey. Ooh, hello. Welcome. Thanks. Sarah. I feel Gar welcome. Crash. That's what I meant. You don't. I don't welcome you. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Oh, I'm Sarah Gar Crash. <laughs> I epitomize <laughs> myself is the epitome of a car crash, and that is why you have me. And, and, and Viva. Producer Bebop is back, of course. Back. Their very long uh, winter break is, is over. Producer Bebop finally back on the ones and twos, making sure that we keep the podcast moving so that everyone's happy with the runtime. Yeah, Bebop uh, heard that we were doing video now. He's like, oh. I need to step back in. This is not going well. I got to get yeah, yeah. You guys know. Ears must on. be present. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ears. Well, we are of course happy happy to have producer Bebop back and happy to have you back, Sarah, as our mid season finale car crash expert, of course. Um have Absolutely. you been do, ha, have you been watching uh, much gossip girl since the last time you were on the podcast? Yeah. It's just I keep it it's one of those like whenever you're stuck, you just need something on rotation, it's gossip girl. And apparently now since I'm Sarah Gar Crash, thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> Better, it's a better nickname than I got in high school, so I'll take that. Are you going to reveal <laughs> or leave it at that? Um, no, I used to get called Sarah Garball because my dad created a game. He was called his ed teacher. Created a game 
Garball. And everyone on the hallways would go, Garball. I'd be like, that's really nice. Thank you. How, how does one play Garball? What's, what's the sport? I assume it involves a ball. You have to take class with Mr. Gar. All right. I was planning on doing a Billy Madison sooner or later, so I'll have to find out where your yeah. school is. I was guessing that it was going to be Sarah Garbage. That was my first yeah. guess. Isn't that clever? So I'm glad it wasn't that. Yeah, I was too quiet about... for that. Yeah. 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 At the time. Garball. <laughs> I was like fresh out of Catholic, 12 years of Catholic school. No, sorry, eight years of Catholic school to then go to public school. And I was terrified. (laughs) Sounds terrifying. (laughs) My sister did that too. She went uh, to Catholic school up until like maybe ninth or 10th grade. And she would drink vodka out of a water bottle on the bus stop. So she handled it really well. She was so much cooler than me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're missing some uh, the, the middle to that story. She, she might have been doing it in Catholic school also, and it was just like a, a trench cut she wanted to bring to Cut two vodka in a water bottle. <laughs> you know what? Each school is terrifying in its own right. Yeah. Yeah. I Believe me. I, 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 I know. Um, hmm. Well, Oh, I guess we could do our favorite segment, Did Anything Weird Happen to You Since the Last Time We Podcasted? Uh, Brendan, has anything weird happened to you since the last time we podcasted? No, we only did the segment, I think, when you have something Right, when something came to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll do mine. Um, I went to the movies today, and I someone there was, a, there was an older couple in front of me mm. uh, getting, their, getting their movie snacks. And I can't remember if the woman was looking at me or if I noticed the woman first. But uh, you know, we locked eyes, and um, and I was like, "Hmm, is this my kindergarten teacher? My my I'm not in kindergarten. My former kindergarten <laughs> teacher. Uh, I have graduated kindergarten." Uh, and then she looked at me and she Apparently. said, "I know you." And I said, "Oh, you do?" And she said, "Yes." And then she waited a second and she said, "Matthew, right?" This woman who I think was my kindergarten teacher remembered me. I don't know what was it twenty something years later. That is nuts. Twenty three years. Why, how is that possible? You just never forget. Listen, maybe I just look the same as I did in kindergarten. I don't. I I have said that about you. That you you of all people that I know look you the said most this? similar to their like child self. Still, you have not said. That. I I've said. This. I think it's the it's the overalls and Barney T shirt that kind of give me the impression. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I do I do still carry around my my Pokemon lunchbox that I had in, that I had in in, uh, in kindergarten. So that probably was yeah. that tipped her off a little bit. I'm sure. Um, and I was with you with my my Hot Wheels suitcase, and she didn't notice me. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Rolling we were both wearing. Yeah. yeah. We were both wearing our Digimon light up sneakers uh, yeah. still. So that, that really. <laughs> We were still arguing about how you uh, never RSVP'd to my birthday party, and then you showed up anyway. Uh, <laughs> Check that off your bingo boards. I'm sure that comes up once a season. <laughs> and I, I will make sure. <laughs> RSVPing is very important. Don't tell me. You. I was a first grader. Thank you. RSVPing is very important, and I'm here to bring the tension. Thank you very much, uh, as promised. Sarah, has anything weird happened to you since the last time you podcasted? Feel free to say no. I'm, absolutely, I'm sure there is something. Um, my appendix removed. That was fun. Oh, whoa, that is weird. Did you know yeah, it was going to happen, though, or is it just it just popped out? No, Mm-mm. I was convinced. I was like, it's fine. I'm going to walk to the oh, hospital, no. and it'll be fine. So I walked there, which is like ten blocks from my apartment, and like you have the most quintessential textbook case of appendicitis. And I said, nice, get her out, get her out. <laughs> you know, get her out, and you know what? They did it. Day and I was home. There you go. All right. 
Was safe. it a? Did you it's get, in like, a jar. A right pop afterwards. Oh, we're gonna see it. Right now you really gotta check out the YouTube for this appendix <laughs> in a jar. <laughs> for all you appendix freaks out there, make sure you make sure you watch the YouTube video. That's right. It looks very similar to a, a member of the podcast. He's you. He doesn't. He said, "Sorry, move on from the story. It's 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 too embarrassing." <laughs> okay. But I have my appendix. <laughs> He's sniffing over here. <laughs> well. I mean, I guess now's as good a time as any to get into the episode. Uh, Brendan, it's your time to shine. The episode title is Riding in Town Cars with Boys. Do you have any idea what that could be referencing? No. It, it sounds like a really stupid title for a movie, though. But I'm going to guess it's Riding in Town Cars with Girls. It's the only thing I could really think of. Okay. I like I like where we are uh, at. Here we and go. This was, of course, this was of course. I was just telling you off pod beforehand that you'd be a terrible pediatrician because the way you deliver news is so awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brendan, I am. Uh, I won't reveal if I'm pleased or displeased to say that the it is referencing the 2001 Drew Barrymore film, riding in cars with boys, uh, not town cars. They, just, they added a town. That's all they did. So that's the Brent, other I, side. The, the town, car. town car. You gotta add the town car. So you've been on a bit of a slide, Brendan. Yeah. Uh, you've at least three in a row now. I don't know if it it dates back further than that, but you are now four for ten. Still plenty of episodes to go. Don't worry. Yeah, I feel, I feel like for I'm in a, a pretty big slump here. But yeah, it's, it is embarrassing. We're, we're rooting for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I am looking for a new co-host just in yeah. case this doesn't this, I feel like don't I'm, turn I'm sinking around. deeper than I ever have here. Mm-hmm. I've never felt worse yeah. in my life. No, you started off last season really poorly. I mean, I, you really yeah, came on strong second That half. is true, but I just like the, the okay. way I'm missing it. It's sometimes like you, when you're hitting a baseball and like you feel like I mean that was good contact mm-hmm. but it, it you know it just found an yeah. outfielder right now I feel like I'm missing the ball by like a foot like I just, I'm switching up the maybe, wrong maybe, part of the title I'm, maybe t-ball t-ball yeah maybe t-ball maybe try a bunt next time yeah okay I don't know how that, <laughs> that translates to this and, yeah yeah exactly um, original air date December 5th 2011 I mentioned this was the mid-season finale and so plenty of drama to okay, end quickly this make one a, and, a joke yeah oh, this yeah, mid-season sure, finale was not so mid Wow. That's, that's for all you something. Gen Z kids out there. <laughs> and we have a lot that's of them sure listening. That sure was a joke. <laughs> that sure is a joke. Survey says joke. And you can tell from the raucous laughter in the crowd that that was, <laughs> that was certainly a joke. <laughs> Everyone in the car is oh God, doing another down. double hand salute. Calm down. <laughs> I mean, you can't see uh, Bebop because Bebop's in his, his silent era, but he is yucking it up. with <laughs> there he, yeah, for, he can't for stop Long-time laughing. listeners of this podcast are probably amazed with the uh, the volume of the dog right now. Yeah, I mean they they know Bebop as a are not the so silent Springer, producer, yeah. but yeah, exactly. It's so he's we in his cozy sweater, blanket, pillow fort on my lap. So he is. This is this he's is true still, character growth within the pod. Yeah, awesome it really is. I know. Uh, That's someone the update. That's the weird someone, thing that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> someone update Bebop Bebop's, calm down. Uh, wiki. <laughs> Bebop's the Lonely Boys wiki. So, um, <laughs> We start with a Gossip Girl voiceover. She still hasn't gotten any tips in two weeks, even though she has fixed the security breach, which does seem realistic. I think uh, two weeks going by, I think people would still be hesitant to uh, to send stuff in, thinking that they might not be anonymous. Um, mm-hmm. And we see Ivy cutting up her old driver's license, so I guess she's getting rid of any any evidence of her of her uh, old life now that Max is on the prowl. Mm, yeah, and Olivia Rodrigo is just heads head as in her hands right now, just so disappointed with her cutting up her driver's license. With- Right, yeah, she's she loves watching them. this episode. That's she's why she wrote the song ideas about for it. a song. Yeah, she's obsessed. <laughs> yeah, with the, she the loves her cars. driver's licenses. Yeah. Um, 
Serena is giving a, a toast to Charlie here at breakfast. Uh, Charlie is showing that it's never too late to be a debutante. Uh, and also uh, Serena's toasting mom, who couldn't refuse uh, one last ball. So we don't do a full cotillion again. We just mention like a debutante and the fact what that she's is, making was, What does she mean debut, by one last ball? Is, she di- is, is someone dying? Because you can have more balls. <laughs> You can, I, I guess, but I, I think just to have any young people, daughters guess, or yeah. nieces, they, it's the last one. Right, they've run out of people to debut. Like they're they're plucking people from out of town now to to be <laughs> to to give cousins. Like it's a Josh Schwartz show, so we got to squeeze in as many uh, debuts as possible. Uh, Brendan, I know you haven't been enjoying this season. I, I think Josh Schwartz may have felt that, and hopefully, uh, this debutante party, not ball, as as Lily points out, was able to breathe some new life into the show. I don't know if that was what did it. I, I, I like did, mentioned yeah. before about how saying this wasn't mid. Uh, I, I say that the debutante ball itself was mid. Uh, it was pretty lackluster, mm-hmm. and they didn't really. Did, they just kind of like had her, Lily and Rufus on the stairs, and were like, here she is, yeah. right? <laughs> like, is it usually the we debi- haven't really not focusing too much at all. No, yeah. and those, those like there's usually like a bunch of other girls, aren't there? Like doing their, their same thing and like well, yeah, that, that, this wasn't a full. Yeah, this wasn't like a full cotillion. This was just right. like a, a makeshift. Like Lily throws a party to just debut Charlie. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It, I, don't uh, know how, I don't know how you can't enjoy this season when there's 18 plot lines. One of them has to resonate <laughs> with you. <laughs> one of them, surely one of them must. It. That seems to be actually That's the case. The problem. Actually, we point yeah. out that it's it's one storyline every week works, and then the rest of them are are recycled from the rest of the episodes <laughs> of the season. Yes. I, well, stay tuned for more masquerade balls. I'm sure. Um, so, if only. Yeah. <laughs> So Lily's excited to introduce her uh, darling niece into society, uh, even though uh, Carol made a mockery of her own debut. We, we Rufus gives us a play-by-play of how Carol uh, ruined her debut. That She hired Karen Finley to go in her place, and when her name was called, uh, Karen walked out wearing nothing but chocolate and a pillbox hat. Um, you know, just shades of how fun Carol used to be instead of yeah. what she is now, I guess. Also, Rufus is very quick to recount these events. This seems like something that Rufus was dying to talk about. Yeah, Rufus has his own uh, playbill with the picture of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's honored uh, both for the party and that Lily booked an entire day at the spa for them. Uh, she thinks it's way too generous, uh, especially since, you know, the whole Max thing was just going on. But Lily doesn't blame Charlie for that. She says that Max had a lot of problems. And uh, that's when Dan speaks for the first time just to say, no wonder Serena was so into him, which is a nice jab, but also kind of a self jab as as, she, <laughs> as he dated Serena I, as well. I wrote that line down because I was just like, of course, Serena is into him because just yeah. thinking <laughs> now that we're further into the season in season five, we have so many wonderful stars. I feel like I think when I was last here, that's when she was dating Aaron. Maybe mm-hmm. that guy. Yes. Everyone I, forgot yep, about. Yep, yep, everyone loves Aaron um, Rose, of course. Even his own father. It's yeah. so forgettable that I remember him. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he came yeah. around on the other end. It's like she has had so many Ash, three-day boyfriends, three-episode boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to say Max is no different. And there's, like, wow. some that you are necessary. amazed, like, like, oh, this well, this guy can't make it past the three-day mark. And then they yeah. stay for way too long, like the, like ben, the teacher. <laughs> like, I can't believe he's here past three <laughs> oh episodes. God. Yes. Oh, no. oh don't God, ben, the teacher. He's in, he's in, like, all of season four for yeah. some reason. Like, he gets main cast. <laughs> yep. And then even... Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Listen, who hasn't been attracted to a felon at some point in their life? Oh, of course. <laughs> I think we're going to say teacher. When... I'm like, I'm pretty sure everyone definitely has been attracted to a teacher before. Especially your kindergarten teacher. Yeah, yeah, I'm a teacher, Whoa. not felon. 
<laughs> and then even when Serena's like, oh, Max is so unlike all the other guys I date. Like, what are you talking about? He, the only difference is he's poor, but he has exactly the same kind of vibe <laughs> as everyone else you date. <laughs> but, yeah. And, so, uh, and this, the self-jab for Dan. Let me just yeah. say, the Humphreys at this point in time, woof. Woof. Aaron suffered. <laughs> Each and every one of them. We have passed the point where I can be like, you know, maybe it's fine. No. Dan is so grating. Only, but it's not even peak grating Dan. And now Rufus is really on a bender. And he's about to bend. I'm not going to give any spoilers. <laughs> we, we, Rufus we've, been, we've been enjoying Rufus almost, Rufus, Rufus is, is uh, almost dead to me. <laughs> Rufus, I... <laughs> no, Ru- Rufus, uh... They've been using him sparingly this season. Uh, he's been a bench player like for a while this yeah, season. Yeah, he really has been. It's crazy. He's still in every episode, but he's only in like one season. Just say hello. Just say, it's me, Luffy, right. and then get out of here. <laughs> and be like, remember, I'm a dad. I'm really good at it. And it's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. That's his whole thing. He's is him convincing it. himself he's good at being a father. Yeah, yeah and... Serena's like, uh, wow, waffles, a new job, a party in your honor. Not a bad day to be Charlie Rhodes. And like, I feel like Rufus is like forcing Serena to say that waffles thing. He would have been pissed if, if Serena did not mention. <laughs> he like didn't uh, put did the plate down waffles. all the way until she said that. He's like, <laughs> yeah. mm, that's right. Mm, what else is she <laughs> thankful for? Don't forget the waffles. <laughs> and then, you know, not content to uh, to have Charlie have all the spotlight. Rufus also points out it's not a bad, bad day to be Dan Humphrey either. Uh, apparently, uh, Dan's little Twitter feud was so beneficial to him that Simon & Schuster is giving Inside a second printing because it's doing so well. You really got to start getting into more Twitter feuds in the uh, name of Lonely Boy Success, I, guess I think. so, yeah. Do we start? Have we talked about starting uh, a fake account yet? Because if not, we should do that. Yeah, well, uh, you can't talk about the fake account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, can't, we can't mention <laughs> it on the podcast. People are going to <laughs> I mean, we already had the the reviewer, the IMDb reviewer, uh, Lonely Boy Lover sixty nine, of course. So that is true. We would but... have to think. We would have to think of another name. I think. Right. So we would go on the other end of the spectrum because they're Lonely Boy Lover. We need the right the other end, mm-hmm. and then they would feud. We hate Lonely Boys. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get that going. Um, Dan's editor. Lonely Boy Lother. How about that? Lonely okay, Boy sure. Lother four twenty. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's good. Fine. Sure. <laughs> Liberation. Right. Yeah. It's not actually going to happen, so you can say whatever the hell you want. I don't care. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> so Dan's got to gotta publish a new afterward. He can't think of anything. And uh, he's starting to see the appeal of heroin or womanizing or whatever writers do when they can't write. I know he's joking, but still a wild thing to say. I think that was a weird joke. I, I don't know. It, like, it, was, it was a weird joke. Yeah. It didn't land with me at all. And like, the crowd loved it in the episode. Weird thing to say at the breakfast table. Like, what you... <laughs> Starting to understand heroin. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay. Hey, Danny, you're waffles. You're waffles, so. dude. I, 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 I would think, uh, contrary to... Sarah, I've been enjoying later series, Dan, just and only because he's been paired up with good people like Chuck and Blair, which we didn't get mm-hmm. while he was fun. So it, it, that's his his only solace for me right now. See, his dynamic with Blair is what I find the most grating. Mm. Wow. I think this is a great now, episode for that. In the, in the lore, the lore of <laughs> Chuck and Blair... Blair and Dan, mm-hmm. she was so mean to him. Yeah. She did not give two shits about him. She'd known nothing to do with him, desperately told Serena to stay away, and then 
they go to college and she's still like, you suck. And then she's like, maybe we're friends now. There's sparks, baby. And Dan's like, and it's like, just. Of course he would do that. I would do the same thing. I mean, yeah, but heck off. His side of it's very relatable. A mean girl all of a sudden likes you. That's the hottest thing there is. All right, fair. I think we, we've <laughs> got all ends of the spectrum here because I'm on the record as saying that. So love whiny. Dan and Blair, love Dan and Blair as friends, hate them as potential romantic right. partners. So keep them in the friend zone. That's that's what I say. Um, and so Serena points out that it's harder to write when you're not trashing your friends. Um, and then Dan fires back that she ruined his movie. Clearly no love loss between these two. And uh, Rufus and Lily break up the fight. And then Lily says, it, it's time to work out this fight. Uh, you know. We, we've had enough of this shit, so you guys are going to work on this. Uh, and meanwhile, at the Empire here, businessman Nate's on the phone while uh, Chuck is just, like, watching him lovingly while reading the paper. And Nate says uh, he's got to cancel the meeting with Bloomberg because there's just too much going on today. Which, uh, And then Chuck points out that a week ago, uh, Nate couldn't get Bloomberg to give him a quote on The Spectator, and now he's canceling. So apparently, Nate really is uh, the best newspaper editor of all time. Yeah, yeah Chuck really is getting a, a pants tent watching Nate just be a businessman. <laughs> he's, he loves yeah, he every second that he's, uh, that he's almost aroused, but I, it's, I, yeah, it might be because he's just watching Nate in his element right now. Yeah. It's just it, incredible that now everyone is full-fledged life and career and they were in college right. for like a They're year. They're supposed to still be in college. They, Nate is supposed to be in Columbia. Uh, Blair is supposed yeah, to be in Columbia. Dan's supposed to be in NYU. Little, a quick little job and now <laughs> he owns it and runs it and that. <laughs> That actually make, makes the whole is... Nate's grandfather thing even funnier now that I think about that. His grandfather's like, hmm, Nate isn't a CEO of a company yet, and he's only a sophomore in college. we got to speed this up. Like, didn't want him to finish school. Like, no, no, no. He's taking I guess too I'll long. Buy, I guess I'll buy a newspaper. <laughs> and he says in this episode, too, he's like, I had a feeling you would like journalism. He, he goes, Sorry, grandson. I thought you might like journalism, so I bought a newspaper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What was he I majoring? on a whim, thinking that, thinking that you might. He's majoring in lacrosse. That's what he's majoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. He's majoring in fluff between his ears and nepotism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. Like, if, if they're gonna just have jobs, why didn't all these families just buy honorary degrees for them so they could just skip the whole thing? I don't know. I, don't know. I think they did. I guess at this point they must. <laughs> yeah. <have>. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, so Nate explains uh, that the article he ran about his family made people pay attention to him. A uh, grandfather loved the editorial so much he invited Nate to be his guest at Camp Allen this weekend. And I had no idea what this was, but Nate Nate it's, seemed very I excited. It's a Camp Rock situation. Yeah, probably. <laughs> lots of musicals. <laughs> Nate seemed almost yeah. aroused himself. Speaking sure. of Camp Allen. I mean, lots of musicals. You have Aaron Tveit. Of course, there's going to be musicals yeah, as Trent yes. Ah, well, Aaron Tveit did, did not get didn't get the invite actually. So. <laughs> The Chuck's, That's true. Chuck's, or yeah, did Chuck's, he? Well, we, oh. we don't know. We don't know because no one has ever told Nate the truth in their life. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. We don't know what the fuck. He should always assume on. anyone in his family is always lying to him. <laughs> it's so funny that one by one, everyone just walks in, tells him a lie, and then walks out. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I Chuck's very impressed. The Allen Retreat is apparently legendary. I did, did a, do a quick Google on the Allen Retreat. Uh, Forbes apparently actually did write an article on this retreat, just, like just this year, uh, inside the annual summer camp for billionaires. So I guess this is a real uh, summer camp that billionaires just go Probably to. I don't cool know. Then. How you didn't know? I thought it was supposed yeah. to be like Camp David or whatever, like no, the White I, House Retreat or I, something. No, I, I, I don't know what goes on there. I wonder, I mean, how, what do we have to do to get uh, the Lonely Boys to do a live podcast at the Allen Retreat yeah, this year? Yeah, that's, that's next, a great thing. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm picturing just when we went to, uh, what's that place, the YMCA camp we went to in uh, f- 
Forest Hills. No. In eighth eighth grade, we went, we went to this crazy sleepaway camp for like three days. Frost Valley. Frost Valley. And I'm picturing Nate at Frost Valley. Uh, and I would love to do that. But what, whatever the billionaire version of that is probably much, much better. <laughs> yeah, Not really for, much of a camper, but I go to billionaire camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I completely agree. And you know, Camp Allen is the Frost Valley for billionaires. That is that is what they call it. <laughs> right. so, um, so Nate sees what Chuck is reading. He's like, "Hey, why are you reading a rival paper?" But then he sees the headline: "Is the royal wedding off? Blair not seen with Prince in weeks." And Nate's shocked. They might call the wedding off, but uh, Chuck is not getting his hopes up. Uh, he he's like, "Oh, listen, it's it's just a story." Um, Nate still thinks Chuck should give her a call, uh, even though Chuck points out that Louie is the father of Blair's child, so there's no way she's leaving that. Uh, very Marissa Cooper of Chuck here. It seems uh, oh, yeah. a classic storyline here. Yeah. We we, we, we got to get Chuck and Blair in a, in a Hallelujah montage. I think that's the... I think that's the key to, to making me care about them again. Mm. <laughs> I did check. There oh, are... Uh, oh, listen. I know. In the same way... A hot girl bullies Dan, and then they get along, and he falls in love with her. Mm-hmm. A, a woman being able to change a man as bad boy ways to yeah. groveling at her feet as <laughs> something. Yeah, that is something. If I just, if I'd taken sixty episodes too long for me. I um. If back then we had to do twenty-two episodes in a season, <laughs> exactly. each one was an hour. <laughs> you you got to fill the time somehow. But, honestly, I, uh, the, mo- the modern version of this love story might be much better for me. Take a tight Maybe. Um. I did check. There are plenty of uh, fan-made Blair and Chuck Hallelujah montages. I, perhaps some of them made by Sarah. I know what a big <laughs> Blair and Chuck. <laughs> she, yeah. she, she made all I'm of sure them. Sure, I know which ones you're looking at. <laughs> she can she quote made multiple versions of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It so. starts with the season four one where they zoom in and say "I love you" for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, then uh, they meet on the bridge speak- at the train station. That's a classic. Uh-oh. That's a classic. A great. The scene. fact that it, you just uh, said, the fact that it took them four seasons to say "I love you" is insane. All right, it was relax. three. No, technically, yeah, end of two. Half of them and said it. Like, you're the, you're the historian. Three. You're the historian. Um, I think it's end speaking of, three. of Blair, though. She, she's having a little trouble getting her ring on her finger. Uh, Dorota says the same thing happened to her. Pregnancy makes fingers swell up like kielbasas. And uh, mm. Blair can't have the paparazzi see her without her ring on because uh, they'll think it means something. Paparazzi playing a big role in this episode. They're going to get a lot of shout outs. Yeah, They're going to be everywhere. I haven't seen much of the paparazzi. Princess Diana. Yes, yes. <laughs> she so, is the people's princess. She is. She's. I'm surprised there's not more of this going on throughout the series. Like this, it makes sense that they were this prevalent. I guess. I guess more so now than ever. I guess because of the royalty, though. I guess. Yes, and because it's like the global sensation as opposed to just the operation. Yeah. So Blair still doesn't know what to do, but Dorothy thinks it's simple. Chuck already told her how to make Louis a good man, like he is. Uh, The classic magic spell: "Bibbidi bobbidi boo." I will never leave you. Poof. Uh, Mm. But Blair. It'll be a big thing with her. She doesn't know if she can promise Louis that she will never leave him, which seems like a red flag to me. If you cannot <laughs> promise your fiance, I will never leave you. Perhaps, maybe uh, the wrong man. Yeah, all I can say That's is, in is the vows. it's in the vows. <laughs> I have to say, thank God that we're finally wrapping this up now because she's been saying, "I don't know if I love Louis for the whole season so far." It's yeah, just... I mean, maybe since last season. <laughs> yeah, said. yeah, yeah. Well, so. Rhoda breaks it down for her. Uh, handsome prince who is father of your child, love you. What is stopping you? And I didn't like that Dorota was pushing her in the direction of Louis, but perhaps maybe some, uh, you know, 
it, maybe Some she was knowingly psychology. pushing Blair in the opposite direction. Yeah, because she's like, listen, you're not asking him because there's someone else. Um, but Blair tells Dorota that unlike her, she doesn't say yes to the first person that asks her. But she already did say yes. She said yes to Louis' proposal. So what is she talking about? Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> um, I feel like, though, in Dorota's defense... When you have somebody who's in front of you who's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between somebody, and they're just like, I just don't know what to do. I think I might go this way. And it's flip-flops every single day. At one point, you're like, make a decision. You have one option that is safe and cute and the father of your child, and then the other guy who you have no idea what's going on with, for the love of God, make a decision. Pick the prince. Yeah. Then that forces the other person to make a decision because you made a decision, and then they have to sit with like, oh, wait, I don't want that. Or like... True. Yeah, okay, yeah, sounds and good. Once mm -hmm. she's like, okay, I'll fix the prince, and she realizes she really doesn't want to uh, pick the prince, then, you know, makes the decision a little easier, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, so Dorota, again, knows that it's the thought of Chuck making Blair unsure, even though Blair adamantly denies this, but she does admit that Chuck has changed. Uh, but this is about Louis, and until she can promise Louis that he'll never lose her or her fingers regain their elegant shape, she is not leaving the apartment. So whichever comes first, I guess, either the fingers or the Louis things. And, uh, Dorota points out that it could be a long time, and Blair says you can live on takeout for months, which I feel like you can live on takeout for your whole life, but um, I feel like I could. I feel like I've been living on takeout for more than, way well, more than five months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You caught that. Bebop says move on from the takeout. He just growled. Uh, oh, that was, that was what that was? <laughs> I thought you were getting hungry uh, talking yeah, he about said, takeout. He said healthy. He said healthy food only. <laughs> he said, Bebop said we are not promoting takeout on the podcast. I mean, get, all right. All right. Sponsored by, we're alone. sponsored by HelloFresh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all fresh ingredients. All fresh ingredients. Use code lonely. Yes, lonely enter code 25. lonely. I like that. 25% off your first order. That's a really good deal. <laughs> that is first really four good boxes. Deal. First four boxes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a representative for HelloFresh. <laughs> you realize that. You're a great I can tell. I can tell. Um, Dan and Serena are hashing things out. Uh, Dan apologizes for thinking that Serena was trying to sabotage his book being made into a movie. And then Serena apologizes for it not working out. So really just seemed like they needed one conversation for them to, for them to uh, fix uh, this. Classic, you um, ruined my movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Um, also, I feel like with all this renewed interest of Inside, someone will want to make this stupid movie. Uh, Brendan, remember when you declared a couple weeks ago that the book storyline was over and done with? We're still talking about this book. I guess, I, mean, I guess that's why this conversation was so quick, because they like they can't really like fully rehash this because it's, it's been done. So I think they just need to say their apologies. But I guess Sorry. you're right. Like the, he's, his side of it might still go on, I guess, according to Rufus earlier in the episode. There's more buzz happening with him. But it's not really what any of right. the episode is about. So I guess they'll pick right, up with yeah. that next episode, maybe. Well, Dan's never been stuck like this before, not knowing how to write uh, his afterword. I feel like that's un untrue. We've seen we've seen Dan stuck lots of times, but uh, Serena. Yeah, most of the yeah. time. Every time he has to write something that's not about Serena, he's stuck. So right, that's the only reason why this book uh, came out because it was about Serena. Yeah, well, mostly about Blair. Yeah, and remember. it's so crazy that he thinks he is into Blair when he only ever wants to write about Serena. It's true. Um, and so Serena thinks it's a didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Serena thinks it's a great opportunity to reflect on how Inside has changed him and changed everyone. And Dan's like, what are you talking about? Did it change anyone? And Ser when Serena says everyone, she really only means uh, the important people, as in the group of friends who the book is about. And she's like, yeah, you know, made Nate realize he didn't want to be half a person. So now he's a, a full person running The Spectator. Uh, Chuck went from dying alone to therapy, which... 
those are usually the two options. And <laughs> Serena, Serena was like, and I thought I changed my ending with my stupid blog, but uh, she admits she's still making bad decisions with her love life. Uh, I guess at least she realizes it. I don't she realizes know. she's to... the only unchangeable character. Yeah, I'm trying to find something for Serena here. At least, she, <laughs> I guess, at least she realizes the people that she's falling in love with are terrible. The one thing I'll say about her that she's doing well right now is that she found a way to get tan without looking racist in this episode. <laughs> okay, she's starting yeah. like to find the threshold there. Yes, and that is, and so you will be giving her the MVP for this. Yes, this yes. For that. <laughs> this is the two thousand. Like this was early two thousands. Of course, it was the orange tan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fashions, even though they withstand the test, Blair Waldorf always withstands the test of time. Um, Serena's mm. outfits have choices made. There's, there's, I think there's a, <laughs> you know I think it's the it scene where she walks the into era. the hospital. I left <laughs> because she looked so insane <laughs> with her giant bow on her dress so funny how dare you oh how yeah dare you that's always what i wear to the hospital <laughs> sequence bow. Get my appendix out <laughs> <laughs> no, no no do the surgery around the bow around the bow yes, please. Mm-hmm. so serena tells dan she envies him because uh, he gets to go on this journey to see where he made mistakes and went off track and serena wishes she had something like that and then dan's like what do you like gossip girl exists what do you mean and they both laugh at this but dan is serious gossip girl has chronicled serena's entire life since they started going to school so what harm could it be to read the biography of serena vander woodson as written by gossip girl uh he thinks she might learn something she didn't expect and uh that's when rufus comes in to tell serena that charlie is leaving and needs her coat so uh, serena thanks dan and leaves and uh now we're gonna get some uh, i'm sure this was uh sarah's favorite scene some humphrey uh <laughs> father-son bonding <laughs> Yes. Uh, Rufus says Dan. Oh God. Sorry, Brendan. I'll say it afterwards. I didn't realize you can go into it. Okay. Rufus says Dan uh, how it went, and Dan is dwelling that the ending of his book changed everyone except for him, of course. But we just went over like Serena didn't actually change. Like she just mentioned Nate and Chuck, and that's still up. In, like I feel like Chuck's therapy probably did more to change him than Dan's book, and then Nate didn't even read the book because we know that he can't read. So did his book change anyone? Is what I'm saying. Probably not. Probably not. Dan okay, is okay. such a pick me. He's a pick me. He is. He is. Everything about him is he's like, it's hard for me and nobody else what? because I live in Brooklyn. But he's the worst kind of pick me in the way that he wants to make it look boroughs. like he doesn't care. He wants to be like, oh, I, you know, I'm just like, I'm a cool guy on the yeah. outside, but like wants wants to be there so badly. He's like, the number one everybody changed, but I didn't. And it's like, Nate, Nate only changed because his grandpa bought him a paper. Nothing about Nate has changed. <laughs> yeah. Nate's, Nate's the exact same guy. <laughs> He's and still the guy again, trying to read the hookah instructions. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he laughs so hard at that joke because he knows it's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Chuck got into therapy using BetterHelp with code. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Our second sponsor of today's podcast. Wow. Get 25% off your first four sessions. <laughs> oh, my God. They're saving me, so actually. much. They're with, they're with Sarah. <laughs> and, yeah, so... and then once they go full price, they're with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah i actually won't let you talk at all during your session it's just gonna be me monologuing <laughs> hope you're ready any good therapist would do yep so <laughs> so um regardless rufus tells dan it's not too late to change and dan doesn't know how to change and rufus just hits him with well starters blair and like now rufus is a dare shift shipper after hating on blair all these years uh that doesn't really track for me but then he also brags that he's very observant which is comically false it took that was so funny out <laughs> and writing a book about it before rufus <laughs> even realized there was a chance and then he still wasn't sure blair. after that he read that he yeah, was like and then he still wasn't sure he didn't really get it Dan wrote a book about really? how he's into blair rufus still didn't believe it and now he's like i'm very observant i can kind of tell you're into blair 
<laughs> this is the this is what it is so great about Rufus. I literally <laughs> fell over my ear in my ear whatever fell out. I have no time for his like what's the word that I'm looking for? It's like that like well, you know that I know that you know. Uh. Of like he is the last one to find out anything, and he is going to be like, "But it was my idea." Right, right. <laughs> yes, when, uh, Blair and Dan get together. We all know that it's going to be Rufus's doing. Um, <laughs> he, but he, he also is like that's the most dad thing ever. That's like the most universal dad thing yeah. is to be that way. That's fair. It's very. Dan believable. hasn't. Yeah, Dan hasn't dated anyone since the kiss with Blair last spring, uh, so Rufus has cracked the case based on that. But uh, much like Chuck, uh, Dan points out that she is having a baby with Louis. Uh, th- they love this storyline so much, they're giving it to multiple characters. Now Chuck and Dan are both like, I want to get with Blair, but unfortunately she's having a baby with Louis. And uh, the difference here, though, is that Dan realizes he isn't even second place anymore. He's like, even if he knows, Blair yeah. wasn't with Louis, she'd be with Chuck, not him. Yeah, so. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's been it's been a, a two-horse race for the most part this season, but every once in a while they'll throw ba- uh, Dan back into the mix, just for like an episode. Yeah, just for fun. Or just, not, even for, uh, is, not even a whole episode, just for like half an episode they'll throw in the mix. Let's see what happens. Yeah, maybe Dan too, who knows? Yeah. So... <laughs> Rufus thinks that even if Blair doesn't feel the same way, it may be worth it for Dan to tell her how he feels, at least so he can move on. Which, much like Serena will say, although she has intentions of her own, uh, <laughs> yes, this is exactly what Blair needs right now, another person to stress out about. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's going to solve all of it. Like, like, the way she's feeling right now, and from what we see her doing, it would be insane if Dan went up to her and said, I love you, Blair. She's like, finally, this is what I've been waiting for. Now I can have <laughs> this some is bad advice. This is you. bad advice from Rufus. I, think, I don't think. I, this is bad advice. I feel like, this is like the best advice Serena gives her, gives Dan, at least in this moment, because like they're such frenemies. They hate each other. But then there are moments where you're like, that's what a girly would do. She would tell the guy to be like, she this is for you. She doesn't need to hear this. Yeah. Right. Like you're doing then, this for your sake. Right. And Serena instantly ruins it by trying to get Louis, <laughs> trying to get Louis and Blair <laughs> together. Yeah. Well, that's where we again tip the scales. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so Trip pays Nate a visit, uh, tells Nate that great joke about uh, how, you know, he, last time he saw him concentrating so hard, he was reading the instructions on how to assemble a hookah. Very funny because Nate was definitely just, you know, trying to figure out how to read, which he still <laughs> famously does not know how to do, unfortunately. Um, but it's nice that they can laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, and Trip just wanted to stop by and say hey, but asks if they're still on for racquetball tomorrow. Uh, but actually, Grandfather's taking not Nate out to the Allen retreat tonight, uh, which seems to be news to Trip. And Nate's like, oh, don't worry, it was probably a last-minute decision. He just can't bring both of us. And Trip says that uh, the only reason he asked Nate was because that Trip backed out. Uh, the truth is, Trip can't stand to be around Grandfather right now because uh, Maureen and him have been having some issues since the fake affair, but something hadn't been adding up. And Maureen finally admitted that Grandfather was behind the whole thing. He made her do it, and you know, just because he said it was to help Trip's campaign doesn't make it okay. So at this point, we are led to believe that and, and grandfather will confirm it that grandfather was behind this whole thing after all. Uh, what a twist, Brendan! Uh, I can see your jaw is on the floor right now. Yeah, I mean, you always know he's up to something, but this is something that I just I wasn't really interested in. Uh, when it was, this was like not a huge reveal, and I think this also you, you, I find you were going to say I wasn't expecting this, but instead you were like, "But I, I just they, I thought they already revealed this. <laughs> That's what it feels that like. Grandfather it's, it's, was it's behind a, it, right? I think they maybe revealed to the audience. I think something you expect too coming from him. Like if there's something up and grandfather's yeah. in the plot at the moment, and like, well, he's the one pulling the strings there. Yeah. Even even him, he's like, Another Oh yeah, it was me. On this yeah, right watch, and I think maybe because of all the news coming out, the grandfather's giving real Epstein vibes to me, mm. like in looks <laughs> yeah, and power you know and like come to camp, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is, it is not the really looks, a fun analogy, me, yeah. but 
it's but yes i just like this is the it was upon this watch today with all of like the list is coming out Uh as i grandfather would also have a list yeah, we're going to get the Vanderbilt Allen retreat list any day now, I'm sure. I'm Bill Clinton. Sure. We're going to see who's on that list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going sure. to be tough. It's going to be a tough day. Um, and so Trip apologizes for burdening Nate with this, but uh, maybe it's better that Nate knows before going away with Grandfather because Grandfather manipulated him too. So poor Nate. Everyone's just trying to manipulate him. Um, and we, but even when this news was given to Nate, I'm like, Trip is lying somehow. I don't know how or <laughs> care how, but this is going to go the other direction at some point. Do, do do you two know Aaron Tveit from theater? Who plays no, Trip just, Vanderbilt. I just know of him. So I know, yeah, I know of him from theater. I have not seen him in the theater at all. So while everyone on Gossip Girl was in on the cover of Teen Vogue and we were all looking at it, gonna bring you back to high school me. Um, <laughs> then Aaron Tveit comes on the screen as Trip Vanderbilt. The voice of a beautiful little heartthrob angel. Mm-hmm. The girlies were screaming. Yep. <laughs> we were streaming. Uh, we were watching. Obviously, he was. People t- like to start with him as Fiero and Wicked, you know, mm-hmm. obvious heartthrob role. Mm-hmm. But then obvious. we like to delve into like the studio, the uh, Studio Fifty Four performances where he's doing like Run Away with Me. It was him and Jeremy Jordan had a version of Runaway With Me that were just played on loop, on repeat. And if you were in that subsect, people who, I have many people in my network who would say this, but maybe they might be the only people who would watch these two on repeat. But it was a huge competition between Eric Tveit and Jeremy Jordan's wow. version of Runaway With Me. And it's beautiful. Wow. And you know what? I I think at the time I was Aaron Tveit, I've grown and adapted and understand that both hold value. Okay. Um, but gross. him as Trip Vanderbilt. Every time, he, and you know what? On his playbills, it says like "Gossip Girl." I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we know what happens. It's like a funny little secret. Was, it, was this yeah. competition yeah. televised? Is it, you have to like do your own research and like listen to each one. Oh no, no, no! It's just on YouTube. Okay. It's a I want, really like a, I want a competition of this, like crappy real... screen recording from yeah. somebody in the audience in 2010. Okay. I think. Love it. It's one of those years. But Aaron Tveit singing "Run Away with Me," and you're gonna be like, I get it. Okay. Listen, do I already homework. get it. I don't even have I don't even have to watch. I will do my homework. We'll nice. link to it uh, in the show notes, of yeah. course. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As we always do. Um, and it's more on Sarah's on later, YouTube channel where you can find the Hallelujah <laughs> compilations as well. Yeah. There it is. So, Dorota. Wonderful things. <laughs> has a DVD on prenatal yoga. Uh, she wants to use this time to get in shape for childbirth, but uh, Blair not a fan of the idea. She just wants Dorota to still be cleaning, even though she's pregnant. And Blair gets a delivery, and the guy hands her a pen to sign. And I love that Blair Waldorf would would never stoop so low as to use this guy's pen, so she has to get her own pen. I I don't (laughs) blame her. That's true. As she's signing, the guy snaps a picture of her. Turns out he is paparazzi, so uh, Dorota attacks him and curses him out in Polish. But we find out Blair's upset. She's not even safe in her own home, so she has to get out of here. And Dorota suggests her place in Queens, but Blair tells her that princesses don't go to Queens. So true. So So true. Princesses. I was going to say, this this move by this delivery guy is a great move. I do it all the time. This is what what I do for a living, essentially, is have people (laughs) sign off on things. And I always do... The snap a pick move when someone takes my pick yes, from my you ear. Bring your camera. <laughs> yeah, you're not away. even paparazzi. You just take a you just take a picture. <laughs> this idiot took the package. Look at them. What a noob. <laughs> so the phone rings. It's Dan. He's wondering what Blair is doing today, and 
she tells uh, Dan that she's gonna come to stay with him actually, and Dan's like, oh, okay, which okay. so much easier I do than, have a chance. than <laughs> yeah, so much easier. <laughs> I'm than in the race. Yeah, Dan, Dan's nailing it so far. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I was right. Who do you just have to ask? <laughs> Rufus, you were onto something, you you crazy guy. So, Blair is sitting on Dan's couch. Uh, Dan saw Blair's photo in the paper and asks if she's okay. Uh, Blair says that everything is horrible. Uh, she needs to go to Louis and assure him that uh, he's never going to lose her, but something is stopping her. And again, if uh, you know you are engaged and this is a problem, maybe not the right guy. And then uh, Dan can even see he's like, yeah, it, it's Chuck stopping you. Like every everyone knows this, even even me who is also in love with you. And uh, Blair disputes it though; she hasn't even spoken to Chuck. And Dan explains that she doesn't need to talk to him because they have this force field attraction to each other that physicists should study. Is it him talking about this? I am like, is he going to actually confess his love for her? Because he he seems like he knows very plain and clear that right. he has no chance. So I, I wasn't sure yeah. what he's going to do. He's going to talk up Chuck Dan's the whole time. About and like, it. He's thinking about yeah, it. And he's like, by the way, I'm also into you, though. So do with that, do with that information as you I don't will. think I love um, you quite as much well, as Chuck well, does, but I like you. I kind of like you. Hey, hey. <laughs> what do you think? He was talking about Chuck, but he was really talking about himself. But Blair heard what she wanted to hear, which is her true love, Chuck, and nothing mm -hmm. to do with Dan because right. he's a pick-me boy. Which is maybe enough for Dan to and, be like, oh, okay, she like really bit on that, and she clearly does love Chuck a lot, so I should just probably sh zip it now. Well, yeah, especially when the, the, at the point where uh, Dan's where? like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter to me if if uh, I had to raise another man's child. And she's like, okay, wink, perfect. Wink, nudge, I'll nudge. call Chuck then. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Incredible. Chuck has finally become the man that Blair wants him to be, and Blair knows how to change Louie to the person she fell in love with, which means she is trapped. Uh, she doesn't want to choose because she can't, so she tells Dan that he has to help her. And uh, I was all for this because, as I keep saying, uh, Dan and Blair work great as friends. So if Dan can help her as a friend to uh, get back with with Chuck, who is yeah. you know her her one true pairing, then I'm I'm all for this. I still don't think that she actually does have the power to change Louis to the person she wants to be. Hasn't she been like trying to do that and it hasn't? Yeah, I don't really know. Worked? Yeah, I don't know what this mystery thing that she had. I seems maybe a lot just forgot what happened. Like, Chuck's already episode. changed yeah. and is where you want him to be. So just go with yeah. that instead of trying to change this <laughs> ugly guy. If you attended any of the discounted therapy sessions with me, I would hit you with the advice of, you know, let them, can't, they can't tell you who they are. They have to show you who they are. Oh. And what she, oh. Louis has shown is that he's a little bitch. What a good therapy voice and great, and great we, advice. And we are <laughs> charging our listeners. experience right? on the other <laughs> end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our listeners will get 25% off for this therapy session, but we are billing them at the end of it, just so... Just so yeah. no one's surprised. I don't Get rid of the pony of the box. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it would have been hilarious if Dan took all this in and then was like, well, you know, there's this secret third option that uh, I'm also in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> she would just be like, what? What, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm also in love with you and I shoot blanks. No more babies for you. <laughs> Is that canon? Dan shoots blanks? I didn't remember. I didn't remember that coming up. It should be. <laughs> with all the chili heats. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Dan suggests a pros and cons list, um, and when Blair shoots that down, Dan once again makes a Howard Hughes reference, and either Howard Hughes <laughs> is a huge icon that I'm not aware mean. of, or these characters all know way more about Howard Hughes than I would expect, and apparently, again, we, we had... We, we had someone uh, tweeted us again. Apparently, we do have to watch the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons to get these jokes, but that is something that I am not <laughs> At least, you know what? Doing. In his defense, uh, the, the first 10 seasons are the seasons that I would want to watch if any seasons, so. Sure. 
just to get a Howard Hughes joke. <laughs> and at this point, you would think they've all passed, but now I'm starting to wonder if there's going to be a, a bunch more in the next season and a half. No spoilers. <laughs> Damn, I thought I got you. Howard Hughes becomes main cast in season six. <laughs> and he's wearing the Howard Duck costume. Yeah. <laughs> we have had this conversation before. Yes. So, <laughs> Blair starts with Chuck. Uh, pros, he truly has become a good man. Uh, cons, Dan says he slept with every woman in New York. Now, out of everything, that's what Dan goes with as the con for Chuck. I feel like he could have come up with something better than that. Wow. Just he's same, in a writer's shaming him for his sexuality. Yeah. 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 It's a judge, Please. you know? I know. So, Louis, pros, he's a prince. And Dan's like, yeah, of Monaco. What else? Like, Dan really being snooty about Sorry. Monaco here. <laughs> it's not one of the main. When you think of, like, princes and, like, royalty, that's not the first place to think of. Because, like, before the show, I didn't know what Monaco was. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> well, I so I guess Dan had a point then. Um, Blair, Blair says he's... Jewelry, he's Monaco. Also, okay. There it is. Okay. Um, Fun fact. Blair says he's also the father of her child, and that's that. Blair can make all the lists in the world, but what else matters? Louis is the father of my child, so he's the only ending to this fairy tale, right? Dan tells her it doesn't have to be, so Blair's like, listen, it doesn't matter that my baby is another man's child, um, and Dan says it wouldn't to him, and that's when Blair hears this and is like, okay, I'll call Chuck then. So, I, and clearly correct that even if Louis was out of the picture, it would be Chuck and not him. Yeah, yeah. And Chuck answers and he goes, I will raise the baby. <laughs> if only if only no, he, he doesn't i know he doesn't we could we could have saved so much so much drama end of episode dan still has dan still has some work to do if he wants to crawl to the top of this uh quadrangle so not not gonna happen right now um charlie first gets a call from max uh he's still not leaving till he gets his money uh, even though charlie offered him some money to get home but he said no to the disgusting offer of five thousand dollars and then max again tries to tell ivy to give him the full amount she promised or he's going to tell everyone who will listen who she really is first of all the amount they agreed on was fifty thousand, and Max was the one who decided to up it to five hundred when he thought he could blackmail her. Uh, so that's—it's not like they agreed on this ever. But also, Charlie, like he's tried this before. This is his one trick, and it doesn't work. So Charlie is very confident these days and tells yeah. him to go for it. Uh, if her own family didn't believe him, then who will? And so Max is uh, holding a copy of uh, not his playbill, not his trusty playbill. <laughs> he's moved on to some new Jo material. He's got the copy of the Spectator. Yeah, I think the playbill like has officially shattered into pieces. <laughs> Yeah, so he was reading about Aaron Tveit's role on Gossip Girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's out, got, out. I mean, who wouldn't crack he, to that? Edding almost aroused himself, so <laughs> he's got an idea. Serena is perusing Gossip Girl. Uh, how down in the dumps do you have to be about yourself to be going back and reading through all of your greatest hits on Gossip Girl? Like, I'll be honest, probably something I would do semi-regularly if I was <laughs> yeah. in this universe, but that's still. <laughs> and that's like similar to you, as, I guess, like reading through your, all your old tweets or something. Or your messages, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really. I, yeah, but I do it's go what through. People are saying about you. Right, right. It's a little bit different because you're getting the 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 attention from elsewhere and not from mm -hmm. like your own. Totally. Your own thoughts, but it, it is peak like girl who peaked in high school now yeah. just lives in high school doesn't know what to do with her life has so much money she doesn't know what to do with so and she her just dumbest like, friend runs a business. <laughs> That's Serena. That so sweet, beautiful dum dum. <laughs> So Rufus comes in and asks Serena what she's working on. It seems like Rufus's main role these days is to wander around the house from room to room like a ghost with nowhere to go and just ask other characters what is they're allowed out of like, this house. I don't know. Is he like he might be dead? He might like it might be that thing where like every time like he leaves theory. the every time he leaves the building he just ends up right back in there because he <laughs> uh, he died and has unfinished business somewhere in the, in the penthouse. Yeah, he's weird. This episode 
and I think this conversation with Serena, he says something along the lines of like how good her and Dan were together. And mm-hmm. the episode starts with the two parents being like, you two siblings need to figure this out. And they're, it was, they're treating the two of them as siblings. And now like hours later, Rufus is like, maybe think about fucking Dan again. What do you think? What do you think? Even though he just told Dan to go, go after Blair. No, I don't. Th- I mean, he does spark this between Serena and Dan, but it is not intentional. It wasn't explicit Rufus is, by any means. No. It's fully a dare shipper now. Um, but yeah, Serena's like saying she wants to pinpoint where she started making bad romantic decisions. And Rufus is like, not all bad, I hope. Implying like, you say dating my son was a bad idea. Weird. It's a weird thing to say. <laughs> don't you dare imply that Dan was a bad decision. What is she supposed to say? She has to say, like, yeah, he was great. All right? Just relax. Get that waffle away from She's me. like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm up to junior year and, uh, you know, reminiscing about all the good times I had with with, with uh, Dan. And at this point, I'm like, oh, Brennan, you've uh, you've been predicting for a while that Dan and Serena are endgame. Is, uh, is this the start of a rekindled romance? This is it. This is it. I mean, they, they could easily do this in... Uh, how many episodes do you think we have left? I guess like 20-ish total? 30? Of the series at large? Yeah. So after this, there will be uh, 24, 24 more episodes of the series. Yeah, that, that's like a perfect amount of time for them to get together. Okay. There, I'm looking at the run time of the series. You don't think anybody's, anybody's <laughs> going to come back? I mean, that'll be or, like maybe the climax okay. of them getting together as like a, something to potentially divide them one more time. Well, for now, it, um, it would help. Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah. Also, I was going to say is at this point in high school, I was like, Vanessa has to come back. Because oh. <laughs> I was like, Dan and Vanessa were ending. If anybody, but I think oh. Gagan has told yeah. me that she's no longer with she's us. She's on the oil rig. She's, yeah, yeah she's, not, shees not coming back. She's helping out Carter Bay. That would make a lot of rig. sense. Uh, that would be, be a good little uh, knife in there. You have Carter Bay's in. I actually think that, that Carter and Serena were good together. Yeah, they were in bed, like the second time, especially. The horse days. Yeah. I, yeah, the horse, the horse days. Okay, all right. So, I don't think even if we liked any of Serena's boyfriends at this point. I mean, I think maybe we compared Dan, to right? the rest, maybe you better say we like Dan. Carter, to, Dan was good, <laughs> <laughs> right? Rufus just hopped onto the pod. Really, really quick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Rufus, I'm sorry. I'll take the <laughs> Jesus, all right, go back. <laughs> oh God! Okay, um, that was scary. He crapped us his way out of the room afterwards. <laughs> chili farts. Oh, why? why? He's always crapped us in chili farts. I'm... I, you know, when you watch season one and of The Gossip Girl and season two, you're like, "Wow, Dan and Serena, that is everything." And then, if you're me, you never <laughs> want to see that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's all right. you care about are Chuck and Blair, and that becomes your whole personality. <laughs> yeah. Rufus agrees that Serena and Dan were great together, uh, and he says it's really something how those feelings can turn into such an enduring friendship. And to me, I thought that was Rufus doing his part to try and keep Serena in the friend zone there. I read it the other way. I don't know. The way, the way, I don't know. He literally says friendship. He says enduring friendship. I know, but, but look at the way, it, what, it, what it makes her do. I think she she gets the other message. That's Serena. That's <laughs> Serena's never made a good decision in her life. That, any, everyone in the world could be lining up and telling her, you and Dan are great friends, and she'll be like, Hmm, so I have to so I have to make sure. Maybe that Rufus knows her. It's like I have to tell her that she has to be friends with Dan, and then she'll want to do the opposite. Hmm. All right. Maybe yeah, it'll come Dan. out. That- <laughs> Rufus is is like eight episodes behind, so he's like Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. that could be part of it. Just found out that, uh, that Dan has feelings for Blair. So Rufus, um, or Serena gets a gospel blast, which is out of the ordinary. And <laughs> Detective Rufus really feeling himself. He's like, Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, you guys haven't gotten a lot of those lately. I'm, I'm, I'm observant. I know these things. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of those scenes where uh, the whole room stops and gets a buzz on their phone at the same time. 
Yeah. Incredible. Um, since no one will dare send in a scoop, I had to do my own stakeout and hard work paid off. Spotted. Possible runaway bride, Blair Waldorf, being offered refuge at Lonely Boy's Loft. Looks like Brooklyn folks rush in. It's very funny to me that Gossip Girl is doing her own work now. Doing and the leg work. Yeah. Anything to keep I kind of thought this was going on, but now like, you realize that it takes the entire city to come together and help Gossip Girl do what they do. Uh, now they could stop Gossip Girl very easily. It's insane they that they right even now. got this this tip by itself because they had to be sprinting around the city, hoping <laughs> that they run into these people. Now, do you just... have? I'm not. I'm not sure if you've talked about this yet, but do you have your your guesses list of who got whom Gossip Girl might be? I don't so... really know. Okay, Gagan has told me that at this point. I think it's, I think still at this point in the series that they don't really have that nailed down themselves. So there's really no way for me to uh, to know. No, I think at this point they're pretty. Pretty at sure season, what's, well, so the, what's yeah, happening. So at season five, they start to have somewhat of an idea, but I believe it's been said that they did not like decide for sure until like the third to last episode, and then they did not tell like any like any of the actors or anything until like after they were already filming the finale. But yeah. um, I'm trying to find. They did set uh, it up. Like at this point, they yes. had an inkling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I let's see. As of as of uh, the most recent time, Brendan predicted uh, at the end of season four, Brendan predicted that Dorota was was Gossip Girl. It's <laughs> good guess. Um, at the end of well, yours. <laughs> the end of season three, Brendan predicted Blair was Gossip Girl. Uh, at the end of season two, Brendan predicted that Nelly Yuki was Gossip Girl. How's that prediction <laughs> looking, Brendan? Ooh, yeah, hell of a review. Okay, that would be good. And then at the end, and then at the end of season one, uh, Brendan's prediction was Chuck. So uh, Brendan's four predictions have been Chuck, Nellyuki, Blair, and Dorota. Okay. Okay. I mean, honestly, all all guesses I think in watching the season that track. Yeah, I, I think it's so. Brendan, don't don't hang your head in shame. You're doing a great job. All right. <laughs> if you've been watching the video, <laughs> I've been hanging my head low this entire. Year. Yeah. I'm and... not even in the video. My head's below camera view. <laughs> It's it's as low as I dipped when we started talking about Rufus. <laughs> well, yeah, that, common a common thing for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Blair, uh, we're gonna go back to the loft here. Blair calls Chuck. Chuck answers. Uh, she needs his advice. Um, she says, "It seems as you found your way, I've lost mine, and uh, this is a problem that only Chuck can help her with. No one else, not Humphrey." And she just straight up asks Chuck if he could love another man's child, and Chuck is like. I can't make this decision for you. Uh, you're the one that has to live with it, which is true, but he can at least answer the question that right, she asked. No. Yeah. <laughs> she asked me yes yeah. or no question. Like, I could, but... Question. Like, don't make the decision for her, but just be like, I mean, if but we're it... speaking honestly, yeah, sure. Whenever you do make do that, a decision, but, right. yeah, I could do it. Do you. Do you. Come on. Yeah. Um, I feel like it wasn't even a soft no, though. It was just kind of a, he avoided the question and was like, <laughs> I can see it wouldn't be a bad idea. yeah. yeah. He says, but I still left the door open. Right. He's like, I can't imagine that picking the father of your child would be a bad idea. Even though, I mean, I don't think that's historically always the correct move to just be with the father of your child. No. I, think there's, <laughs> I think that's uh, just staying with someone because he's the father of your child may, could be a, a, a very bad a very bad choice. But I guess Chuck is going to tell In us what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. But at this moment, I was like, what is Chuck doing? Blair's like pretty much telling him that she wants to leave Louis for him. Like, why is he responding this way? Uh, I guess, you know, as he says, he like really wants Blair to be sure of herself. He doesn't want uh, her to leave Louis because of him at all. Like, he doesn't want this trace back to him in any way. He, he needs this to be 100% Blair's call. Yeah. Um, I got you, you can tell it's, it's difficult Great for him to. Too. Yeah. He, he, he wants to just be like, give me that baby, girl. But give me, he's, give he's, me that baby. He's holding back. He's been practicing DBT. 
techniques for sure for sure oh yeah mm-hmm. doing his box breathing that's very, that'd be so funny if that's what they call him he, he they cut to him in the, in the class <laughs> yes <So. laughs> all right so nate and grandfather here uh, nate's just gonna straight up ask grandfather if he was involved in the fake cheating scandal and then grandfather just straight up admits it he's like yep that was my idea uh, yep and like, i bought this place too <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's a bad one. He's like, I thought it would help Trip. Obviously, mistake. And uh, I was gonna tell you this weekend, but while we're on the subject, also, this you didn't get this job. While I'm coming clean, <laughs> you didn't get this job. I but while I'm coming clean about everything, I bought this newspaper and I hired you, and that's why you have the job. <laughs> they definitely did not picture the conversation. And uh, by the way, when we go to Camp Allen, don't mind all the uh, underage girls. Just <laughs> walk right past them. <laughs> no coincidence that Diana hired you. That was my doing. And so Nate's like whole view of himself is crumbling because remember, Nate thought he did this all on his own without any help from Grandpappy, and uh, now he's pissed that he wasn't able to prove himself without his family. And that's when Grandpa's like, "I was worried about your future. I thought you might like journalism, so I decided to make you editor of, of a newspaper at age twenty. Like what? Sorry about your future. You were only in college, <laughs> so I had to <laughs> buy this. He doesn't seem this upset. Like I, I, honestly, I was." Expecting a bigger reaction from Nate, but later on he's just pouting in his in his desk like he's ah, still got the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, he's still got it. So. Yeah. And then yeah, and then grandfather's like, and if we're being honest, I thought I could control the press about trip. And so uh Nate asks grandfather why he's coming clean, and grandfather's like the editorial that Nate did. You know, it made him realize that Nepo Baby Nate is actually the person who knows what direction the Vanderbilt family needs to go in if they're gonna continue to be leaders, not trip. So I think that's like like, grandfather said the right thing. Nate's like, so I'm the best grandson, not Trip. Okay, that's what he I'll heard. stay. Yeah, that's gotta <laughs> be it too. Boy. I'm the best boy. I'm the best nepo baby. And Do so- you think that every, every single article that Nate writes is it just looks like he fell asleep on the keyboard and he hands it to his main editors like, what do you think of this shit? And they're like, oh, it looks looks great, Nate. And they have to like write an entire article from yeah. scratch every yeah. single time he hands it. He takes the piece of paper and the crayon and scribbles. <laughs> yeah. and so every time the and he goes, <laughs> you go. I posted it live. <laughs> yep. Every time, every time he, he hands in something, it's the same exact instructions to the hookah that he's been trying to figure out <laughs> since, since high school. <laughs> Copy and paste. Um, and that's when, uh, you know, grandpa's like, I hope you reconsider, uh, you know, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, was it Trip that told you this? He's always wanted me to take him to Camp Allen. He was pretty upset when I invited you over him. And it's like, you never asked Trip? And uh, which, again, this is very comical. Every family member is just nonstop lying to Nate. He has no idea what's going on. As everyone knows, it seems like this is, everyone just knows in the family that they can just say whatever the hell they want to Nate and he'll just eat it up. It's, it's like, it's a funny turn of events. I don't know if the show is even trying to be funny, but it's, it's very funny that every time... Nate's family walks in. They tell him something completely contradictory to what he heard last time, and then he just completely believes it. We don't, I don't know if grandfather's telling the truth. Who knows? But we'll find out later. But either way, it's just endearing that Nate just is like, "Oh, thanks. Okay, we'll just believe anything you say to his face." He's always been that way. And we were just, we were just talking recently to a friend of the show. Mel got served, and she was saying that potentially Nate is one of her favorite characters in the show. And this for me is love an episode it, that is like a great case for that for that uh, theory mm-hmm. of it being a favorite character, but. It's it's definitely putting on a good show right now. Just Nate being good guy Nate from start to finish of the series. Yes, and yeah. so grandfather exits, and Max enters without an appointment or anything. I people need to stop letting this man into buildings. How does he keep getting into places? Uh, and then Nate aggressively asks Max what he wants. Uh, he's not too happy that Max accused Charlie of being an imposter, and so he already knows why Max is here. And Nate asks Max why he should believe him, and Max doesn't have an answer, so he leaves. And that was kind of a waste of everyone's time. Most of Max's plot is a waste of everyone's time, except for it just, like, I guess, sparks Charlie to get spooked later on. Um, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that's a big one. Yeah. 
but I get for, for Max, he doesn't really get anything. He gets five, like five grand or something. He gets like some money to go back home or whatever. Uh, yeah, so for his own sake, it's really useless. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, yeah. I did what I had to do. Uh, I'm out of here. It really okay. fizzles out. <laughs> yeah. Really stupid. But uh, he, he's amazing this episode at just appearing out of nowhere at the perfect mm-hmm. place in the perfect time. I guess that's something that you learn yeah. in and- chef school or something. <laughs> yes. So but he just keeps forgetting about him, and then he's like, I "Haven't left yet." And another thing. <laughs> Here and, I am. And Will you like, listen you? to my story? Yeah. yeah. No, Will you true. give me fifty thousand dollars? No. <laughs> Do you know who Charlie Rhodes is? Would you want to give me money for me to tell you who Charlie Rhodes is? <laughs> the fuck are you? <laughs> Why isn't this working? <laughs> uh, Dan and Serena are on the yeah, phone. He's from the Florida. Pop- yeah, <laughs> the paparazzi are swarmed outside of Dan's house because uh, they're tracking Gossip Girl, who's tracking Blair to his door. And Serena thinks this was all a huge mistake. She uh, she doesn't think it's the time for Dan to be throwing his hat in the ring because she is still engaged to Louis. And there's also the whole Chuck thing. Now, as we were saying, Serena might be saying this because uh, she's all of a sudden into Dan again, but she does have a point. Uh, what is this like a love Pentagon? Now we need we need a diagram. Yeah, every, it's, it's, every time that one. Serena does have a point, which is very rare, it's also because of her own <laughs> self interest. Every single time. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But she's right. But I I also think, like, but from what we see so far, Dan isn't really planning on doing anything anyway. Well, that's the way it ends up anyway. Dan says here, he's like, listen, even if it's a disaster, it's my disaster, which is this a good point? Or is Dan just like being selfish? I think he's just telling Serena Serena to shut up. (laughs) Well, he says he's going to go through it here. Um, and Serena says that unlike Dan, she has Blair's best interest at heart, which we will see is uh, false in one second. And so uh, Louis at that moment shows up at the penthouse. And so Serena is going to be like petty. And she's like, all right, fine, Dan. I'm going to help someone else get their happy ending then. And uh, so now Serena is a Blair and Louis shipper because just because she's into Dan, like she wants to rip Blair away from Dan. So she's going to shove her into the arms of Louis, or at least try to. Uh, so in my eyes, Serena is a big liar who doesn't actually have Blair's best interest at heart uh, if she's going to insert herself and like try to make Louis win the battle for Blair's heart. Yeah, I don't think Serena's ever really had Blair's best interest at heart. Maybe one time. I'm sure she yeah, has. Yeah, I feel like, I, I will say, I, I think it was more about keeping Dan at bay and Louis was there. He yes. was in front yeah. of her. So he's, yeah. he's right. like, all right, you come. You get to be right, the player. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I think Serena will do what's best for Blair if it doesn't affect Serena at all. Yeah. I mean, and she's making a, a – we're trying to make Blair make a, like, a life-changing decision. And yeah. just because she wants to, like, get with Dan again Maybe or something. Maybe so. Dan, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Charlie is back at work. She drops by to say uh, to say hello to Nate, and Nate's thrilled to see a friendly face. Uh, he fills Charlie in that Ma- Max dropped by earlier, trying to sell her story. Uh, he was looking for money, seemed pretty desperate. Uh, but don't worry, because he kicked him out. Uh, he just thought that Charlie should know. And he also fills in Charlie that he may be able to make her party tonight after all, because he just found out that the only reason he got his job is because uh, Grandpa bought The Spectator. Uh, you know, he's so upset, he thought he was doing great work. Uh, he was actually proud of himself for once, and now he just feels like a fraud and charlie's gonna me and charlie are in agreement here at this point i was like nate come on stop being so hard on yourself he did write that editorial that everyone in the world looked like he may have gotten the job because of nepotism but he is seemingly still doing a great job like all of his employees love him they gave him a standing ovation in like the very last episode spectators doing great and charlie pretty much you know says that to make date you're uh, you're here now and you just keep doing the job are you gonna quit and go back to school just keep working and Charlie gives gives uh, Nate her mantra. She says, if you want to be that person, own it and never look back. Uh, so great pep mm-hmm. talk from Charlie. Be the fraud that you are. Exactly. And who would know better than Ivy Diggins? Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
I, mean, I kind of like. I, I would. I would like the two of them together. I think we hinted at it early in the season, and it didn't work yeah. out because of old lady Diana Payne. But I can see uh, a world where these Boy, two Diana's, are together. Diana's coming back, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. From this, it, when I was in high school, through once we were done with Diana after season like two and a half, mm. end of season two, I was like Nate and Serena. My mm-hmm. Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good because together too because they are similar. Both, mm-hmm. They're both just kind of lovable little airheads with cotton between right. their ears right. who are just like happy to be there. Like, they have a nice time. They're both blonde. Exactly. Yeah, they um, were good together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. I I don't hate I don't hate the the serenade parents. It's, it's sort um, of crazy to think there's there's a world where Blair was so in on Nate. Like to a point where that, that was like the only person that that's, she could. It, it right, was that's nuts. how we start the series. Yeah. Blair and Nate are the ones that have what? been together forever. You know what? Okay, I will never done. think. I've heard the One Republic song. The mm, oh yeah. She said. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've never listened to it. Oh wait, too late to apologize. Sorry, I have not listened to that song. Sorry, the mm, what she say comes before the too late to apologize. Okay. Um, <laughs> never thought of that song any differently, and to think that was Nate. Oh, yeah. Nate. <laughs> and. Like Nate, now we've gotten to the point where Nate's like the only person on the show that's not in love with Blair. So what, like, right. how different? Yeah. This <laughs> it really is, is funny. Now. So Lily is. Imagine Nate just wakes up and he's like, you know, "My time in high school with Blair was pretty fun." Yeah. You know what? I'm in love I with her love too. Her. <laughs> they don't even really <laughs> interact anymore. Blair, Blair, I want to take care of your baby. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a job. I'll give him a job at the Spectator. <laughs> Uh, the baby (laughs) (laughs) lily's at the empire she's using chuck's suite to set up uh she hopes to see chuck later uh she tries to get chuck to change his mind about going to the party by saying that blair isn't attending but blair's schedule is of no interest to chuck um it's very nice getting a lily chuck scene here uh for the first time in a while uh you know lily can't help but be motherly towards him um and she can't help but worry about chuck with the wedding getting closer uh even though chuck assures lily that he's fine he says it's nothing that can't be fixed by a night of scotch and rogue socialites. Uh, love that these two have such an open mother-son relationship yeah, where he's asking his mother figure to I send him rogue them. socialites. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, yeah, I Sending always love this pairing. It's so great. I, I never get tired of these scenes, honestly. They're, they're always endearing. No, and we haven't gotten enough of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says, no matter how dark or ugly your thoughts are, you're never alone. Uh, even though Chuck is playing it cool, you know, he, it's definitely something that he needed to hear. Uh, and he appreciates, or appreciates it, but he tells Lily uh, that she has no idea what she'd be taking on. And Lily's pretty much like, you know, try me, bitch. Like, you don't scare me. And she yeah. says, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you that my love for you is unconditional. Which is something that she, without a doubt, never said to Serena or Eric. But she, she <laughs> is always saying it no, to Chuck. No, no. It's nice. Uh, <laughs> so true. And you know what? That's something that uh, Blair should be thinking about Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's very conditional. But, yeah, there's his so love is very conditional. Right? <laughs> there's, there's like contracts. There's so many conditions. <laughs> yeah, Lily famously learned how to be learned how to be mother with uh, the kids that weren't her actually her kids. Between now with yes. Chuck and then now Charlie, she seems like a pretty good mom too. Uh, oh yeah. Hence the whole on her biological child. Yeah. She loves so, um, so Chuck compares unconditional love to the tooth fairy or environmentally friendly dry cleaning. Um, Chuck has a way with some things, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Unconditional love, the tooth fairy, or environmentally friendly dry cleaning. <laughs> okay, fuck the tooth fairy. Oh, the, the tooth fairy's uh, fucking hot. That was hypothetical. Sorry. That was obviously. hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the rock I think we right can now? all agree that, that we're fucking. <laughs> yeah. We're all fucking fuck the, the rock. Fuck the tooth fairy as played by Dwayne the Rock Jackson. <laughs> 
Uh, I'd marry environmentally friendly dry cleaning. That seems like a, a good, <laughs> good marriage. And you kill unconditional love. Ah, oh, unconditional love. That's kill fair. It. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. needs it? It'd be problematic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We're talking tooth fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Fuck tooth fairy. Kill unconditional love. So yeah, Lily that? tells Charles uh, he may only be her son through marriage, but she's always considered him his own, her own, and uh, she hopes he gets to feel that love for someone someday. God. I, I love Lily. Yeah. I love them. I love them together. It's such a necessary thing. This one's thing especially Chuck nice because Chuck's in a good place mentally right now where he can receive this love and mm. not be an asshole back to her, uh, where he usually right. is in like a dark, dark place, which is why she's having these talks with him. And now he's just being uh, himself in a good way. Therapy, man. Therapy does yeah. wonders. Yeah. Especially if you're not fucking your so, therapist. Well, yes. That's, you know, sometimes you have to go through some therapist yeah. to Guess find the one you don't want to fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's about, it's about the show. I swear, it's about the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, Louis and Serena. Now, Louis hasn't heard from Blair in weeks, and he's losing his mind. But Serena is here to help. E- even Louis is confused as to why Serena wants to help him, and she's like, "It's because of Blair. It's because it's. I'm doing this for Blair." And he's like, "You are, are you? Is like even he's like, is this what's right for Blair? Okay, sure. Yeah. And so, um, she wants Blair to be happy and for all of her dreams to come true. And she's saying that Louis is the one that could do that for her. So either Serena does not actually know her best friend and, uh, you know, potential love interest Blair at all. Or Serena is trying to, uh, you know, lying to herself subconsciously, just trying to make Dan available for herself. Don't know if she's doing this consciously or not, but uh, certainly not exactly Blair's best interest here. No, definitely not. Definitely not. It, it's, it's still, always it's still consciously. Conscious. Always. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She tries to pretend it's, it's not, but it's it's pretty at the, at the forefront of her mind. Yeah. So and Dan looks good right now. He's, we, he's in a, he's in a good phase of of uh, the show where he's got the flow uh, and the good chiseled jaw chiseled jaw line. Mm-hmm. Right, listen, you don't have to tell me twice. Do, do you think it, I don't know if you have this ranking ready for us? But do you have a ranking of Here Dan's looks per season? Per season? No, that's something I should have looked into. I'm I'm yeah. sorry, I failed because I, I, I off the top of my head, I feel like he's gotten better looking as it goes along. Dan's looking good now. Yeah. I I will give that yeah. to you. He's de- he definitely is. He looks he a little Dan greasy and tired, but I think it works on him somehow. Hey, hey, it works. It works for him, baby. Whatever yeah. works. Um, he so, might be like peaks looks wise, but personality wise, he's like mid to low. Okay. Right well, now, that's fine. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so Louis does not know where Blair is. Luckily, Serena does. As we cut to Blair still at the loft, and Blair gives Dan the news that uh, apparently there's some risks that even Chuck Bass isn't willing to take, and. Blair is like, yeah, so I guess problem solved. And Dan's like, oh, congratulations, as Blair is on the verge of crying. Uh, and Dan, you know, very sweetly gives her a hug. And w- w- did you also have a problem with this, Sarah? You, you mad at Dan <laughs> hugging Blair here? Don't touch her. No touching. No touching. <laughs> it's a nice moment between <laughs> friends. He hugged her. She needed a hug. It's a friendly hug. Yeah, but he, like, sniffed her hair. It you have to sniff Blair's hair. If you're going to hug her at all, you might as well sniff. <laughs> it's probably like... <laughs> I'm a big yeah. hug sniffer. If I'm hugging you, you're getting sniffed. I uh, good thing this I'm the is opposite. virtual. I'm the opposite. I, <laughs> I exhale when I'm hugging. I, I will. I will. <laughs> I've been sniffing anyway, just to see if I can get a whiff over here. Yeah. Anytime I see Matt, we just have a firm handshake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> very firm. Very firm. Oh, sniffs his hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brendan, you freak. So. <laughs> <laughs> So Dan finally suggests that uh, Blair does not marry Louis. Great idea. And then Blair's like, "What? And be al- and be alone? Well, Blair, you're 21. You're you're not gonna die alone. Get, calm down. Get out of here. Yeah. What do you mean, don't marry Louis? You want me to be alone forever? <laughs> so, and uh, Dan asks Blair what she really wants, and Blair says to be happy, but she doesn't think she knows how anymore. And so Dan tells Blair 
he thinks he knows how to make her happy. And you know, at this point, they're setting us up. Maybe, trowel. maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Dan's gonna confess his love for Blair. Is that where you thought this was going, Brendan? Um, no, it, there's just been too much lead up for the the Chuck stuff. He, he's really been wow. You're like, too smart. You're like Rufus. Nothing gets by you. <laughs> I am a lot like Rufus. Um, Many ways, as you're chomping on that waffle. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had pancakes yesterday. I don't know if he. I don't know. If, does he approve of pancakes, or does they're none of craters in those nah, things? Waffles. Gotta be waffles. Yeah. Okay. It has to be waffles. It has to be. If you <laughs> like waffles, you eat pancakes. Famously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just. I was. I was onto this. Um. I. I don't think I was onto exactly how it shook out and what what Dan did, but I. I didn't really expect mm-hmm. him, after the Blair groveling over Chuck, for him to be like, uh, well, check me out. You know, it doesn't make, it didn't Brian, make sense. You're, you're so smart. You're so smart. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> um, Trip talks to Grandfather on the sidewalk. Uh, grandfather's pissed at Trip for undermining him, and Trip is pissed that Grandfather has decided that Nate is the future of the family instead of Trip. And uh, whereas Nate is upset when he finds out that Grandfather's supporting him, Trip desperately wants to be the Nepo baby of the family. He's he like does. practically begging Grandfather to back him so he can still win the election. He's like, Come on, Dad. Oh, no. Sorry, not even Dad. Come on, Grandpa. You got it. You got to be my Nepo, Grandpa. You got it. Yeah, you can make you it. it you, I, I want this election so you can make it happen for me. Just do it. Just do it for me. Just do it. Come on, Grandpa. You think it's that no. since Nate is the youngest Nate one, is- he's like, well, Trip is old hat now. He's he's you know getting up there in age. It's it's Nate's time to shine, and then I'm gonna work. I'm yeah, gonna focus on him. Trip is 28 now, and he's not even he's not even a governor. He's not even so- the president. Like, I don't think he understands <laughs> how that works. Sure, yeah. Trip being in his like mid to late 20s, and everyone's like, he's practically he's dead washed in up. The grave. He's washed up. There's nothing Back left. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so grandfather's mind is made up. He is con- he confirms that he's going to uh, to camp with uh, with Nate this weekend. And apparently Max is just like weirdly spying on these two because he's still trying to find anyone of note who will listen to his story. And uh, he gets Congressman Tripp's attention and tells him that he thinks they can help each other. And then Tripp responds in the most obviously way obvious way possible when he's like, "I'm sorry, who are you?" And yeah, yeah, Max, who the fuck are you? What, what are you Cause, doing? Because sometimes we have those moments where it's someone that. The character should know, and it's funny because like, like, like that's crazy that you don't know who that, know who that is. But like, there's no reason why Trip should know who this guy is. No, not a, not a reason at all for him to just walk up to him. And then Max is like, "I'm like you, man. I'm sick of being pushed around by these people." And I would like, be scared. I would be really scared right now if I was Trip. Trip is these people. You two are not the same. What are you talking about? He said, "I guess he, when he says these people, he means like the non-judgmental Breakfast Club." Yes, but it's not like Nate's not doing anything to trip. It's grandfather that's doing it. Well, Nate just won't buy the. He won't buy it from him. So he's he's bad, 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 bad. To Max, yeah, but yeah. What, what, whatever. We, we we don't have to dissect this any no. further. Uh, <laughs> producer, producer Bebop was whining and saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bebop wants us to <laughs> move on. on. Thank you, thank you, Bebop. He's uh, over here pawing at my <laughs> knee, saying, "Pay attention to me." <laughs> saying, "Let's move this along, please." Uh, Louis is pounding on Dan's door, and uh, look who has also shown up. It's Chuck Bass, and now all the utensils are here for uh, a menage a quatch. And however, this does not deter Chuck that uh, Louis is here. He tells Louis, uh, "You know." I suppose I'm here for the same reason as you are. And then he says, uh, the prince and the pill popper. This should be fun, shall we? Lo- love the attitude here. We're trying- Chuck's yeah. like, okay, you're here too. Let's do it. I don't, I don't care. Let's do Let's go. It, it makes sense. Like, if, if they were to walk in here and she was there, like, which one do you want? Pick right now. Let's do it. Yeah. That's, that's how it would be. They'd See, walk this in. Is, which one do you this want? This would have been mm-hmm. the perfect moment to get a I'm Chuck Bass moment. Yeah. They used to throw good, that yeah. into at least once an episode. Yeah. And it, you know what? Love it every time. 
Every time you're just like, yeah, you are Chuck Bass. You are Chuck Bass. Welcome to Chuck Bass. That was the moment. Yeah, that was the moment to be Bass. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, I like no one's answering the door, but luckily, since uh, Dan and Chuck are besties now, Chuck knows where Dan has his fair Fun wrinkle. I love that. Yeah, so he gets the key, they go inside, but no one is there. Uh, Louis is still confused, asks where she would go, um, but we don't know yet. It, but it is time for the event of the week, of course, the big party for Charlie. Um, we got a, another great cameo here from Matthew Lynch, covering the party for Women's Wear Daily. Uh, glad we got to get him into the mix for a second. Um, and that's pretty much it, except Charlie, I guess, thanks Lily for the party, says that, you know, can't believe she's doing this for her, and then Lily tells her their family, which, Lily, again, really good at telling people what they need to hear. Like, this is, unbeknownst yeah. to her, exactly what Charlie needs to hear, that she is part of this family. Yeah, and Charlie looks great. She's a great dress. Uh, she's almost like the opposite of Serena, because she wears tasteful clothing and looks good at her parties. And Lily, wow. uh, again, her being a great mother to her, her non-child. So funny to me, though, still, <laughs> that this is, like, the event of the week and this plot is such an afterthought yeah oh fun. yeah i mean it's we've had plots. so many debutante balls yeah, so totally many right. like so, much you know like what they were all better plot. characters yeah right. yeah and like you know, we don't do we care about her having her debut no no not exactly I don't, no. but you know the all these plots are just a service Service the Blair and Chuck of it all anyway. So right. uh, we go back to Dan and Blair. Dan, it looks like he's going for it. He leads Blair blindfolded in a room filled with candles. Uh, Brendan, you still didn't think that Dan was going to confess something here? Um, I don't know, actually. At the Even time, with the candles? Right. Maybe with the candles. Okay. Yeah. All right. When did he set this up? Like, what is... First of all, what exactly... This seems to be just a room inside like the empire where they're having the party for charlie but also like i don't know how he snuck blair into this like, i don't know I, I don't i don't understand how any of this happened when when he set up all these candles like what's going on here and why did uh, i have he to be here if, if he's gonna bring her anywhere no, no. he, he should have brought her to a bar mitzvah well obviously um and then blair also notably did not suggest that they uh, should keep the blindfold like perhaps uh julie and caleb would yeah <laughs> 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 Noted, um, so yeah, apparently Dan, Dan just let her through the party with a blindfold on her face and no one noticed. And then also Blair's just like screaming at him to take the polyester rag off of her face, which why did Blair agree to this? Yeah, well, yeah, but why'd she agree to it in the first place if she was going to scream about it? Or like, did Dan just do this against her will? Did, did he just like, I know it's going to make you happy and then like shove the polyester rag on her face and carried her to this room? Yeah, I generally but... think that is somewhat what happened. <laughs> it might have been. Yeah. been. Um, Blairess, who doesn't have a silk blindfold at their, in their bedside table? <laughs> Not me. I don't oh, know. It's if right next to my um, appendix over here. <laughs> 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 All right, everyone, take out your silk blindfolds. Mm-hmm. We'll do the we'll and do dip the it in your appendix part. water. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yum>. uh, Dan, <laughs> Dan takes the blindfold off, and uh, Blair continues to be hilarious. She's like, "You brought me to watch a human sacrifice or an episode of The Bachelor. Either way, I am not happy." Well, those are the two um, things I was thinking. I, w- I didn't think it was Dan. Confessing yeah, his love yeah. had to be one of those two things. Yeah, you two thought it was of my other favorite interests. <laughs> yeah, I think I would rather maybe shocking. <laughs> I think I'd rather watch an episode of The Bachelor than a Human Sacrifice if I had to pick between the two. What about Human Centipede? Mm, depends on if. God, why do we keep talking about the Human Centipede so much? <laughs> I was going to transition to whether it's the Golden Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, make shock you, a long time watcher. Yeah, no, the Human listen. Centipede, honestly, or the Human Centipede. <laughs> How come the human centipede? Human centipede probably less yet? racist. <laughs> I mean, I've never it's seen the human centipede. Five people but... sew together as one contestant on the Bachelor. 
Or is the human centipede the bachelor and the human centipede's <laughs> pi- finally looking for love? <laughs> maybe, Crossover just we maybe. all needed. I think this I think this has maybe <laughs> 10 legs. I mean, that would send me into a depression. Like, oh God, even the human centipede is falling in love and I still have, <laughs> I still have no one. Listen, our girl, Gypsy Rose, is out there being in jail, fully <laughs> dating, getting married in the time that she was incarcerated to come out to a marriage. We're all trying our best. Right? <laughs> That's the moral of that story. <laughs> so, so uh, Dan tells Blair she's totally safe. The paparazzi has no idea where she is. And Blair still has a ton of questions, but Dan's just like, ah, just trust me. And she says that, you know, she doesn't. When Dan says like, that, well, I trust Dan. Well, Dan goes, you don't really have a choice. And then he leaves her there. And I would have been like, what the fuck? What do you mean? What is he, like Jigsaw locking her in a room now? Pretty much, yeah. Sometimes the only way with Blair, you just got to sass her at her own game and then just be like, no, this is how it is. Bye. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the Nate in me. But really, when when someone does say trust me, I do trust them. All right. Well, good to know. (laughs) Uh Oh. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, when you do get a blindfold for me, make sure it's silk, though, please. Not even kidding. <laughs> so Max is, still like, Max is still like Max is still stalking Nate. He shows up. He's like, "I'm gonna get someone to buy this story." And Nate's like, "Okay, I'm gonna make sure no one lets you in." And like, "All right, great talking to you. Thanks." <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> why would Why would Max bring himself to Nate's attention if he was gonna try to sneak in? Like, hey, hey, Nate, I'm here. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get him right story. in there. I'm gonna get in there. He's like, "All right, I'll make sure you can't." Like, ah, shit. <laughs> All right, see you around, Nate. Damn it. Can I have some money to go back to Portland? No. <laughs> ah, fuck. All right. I'll ask somebody else. All right. His whole episode is just him just asking different people for money <laughs> until he gets a little bit of it. We signed This guy signed a contract to be on six episodes, and we don't really have anything for him to do for this sixth episode, so I guess we'll just uh, have him walk around and ask people to buy his story. <laughs> So uh, Nate gets Charlie's attention. Uh, he can't stay, but he needs to give her the heads up about Max, uh, that he's selling his story. And he says that, you know, a story's a story. It could take on a life of its own, so it doesn't matter if it's true or not. And uh, at that moment, Serena is also talking to her bestie, Louie, on the phone and uh, has found out that Blair was not at Dan's. So she has Charlie or, and Nate if anyone has seen Blair or Dan. And uh, Dan is Dan's at the party. I, I did not realize at this point that the secret room was a room, like, within the party. So I was like, how did... Dan get here so, so fast. Of course, but it's it turns be out that yeah. So Dan's in this era he's where quite... he's at all these events wearing a flannel. He's been doing this all season long. <laughs> he's just not supposed to be there, and he's just wearing. He's just heavily underdressed. <laughs> and, uh, Chuck's harassing him, trying to find out what Blair is, and Dan responds to, to Chuck by opening the door to reveal Blair. Again, don't know how we knew about the secret room, what this place is, but uh, I do love that while Serena was trying to make Blair's life worse by helping Louis uh, that, so that she could get with Dan, Dan was actually uh, you know, being a good friend, making La- Blair's life better by selflessly giving up his chance with her to bring her together mm-hmm. with Chuck. And again, a, he doesn't a, really have a chance with her. Well, okay. <laughs> But yeah, it is selfless. <laughs> I don't know if it was selfless. Selfless, yeah. it was selfless. Selfless, adjacent. I think he he was just kind of like, well, well, let's just see what happens. Like you know, if you love something, let it go. Hmm. Well, look uh, at what Serena's doing. Serena's. It's better well, than Serena, okay. yeah. But like, if I can't totally bone her, then trying I to be like, might as well help her. He's like, I want to let Blair choose me. Both Chuck and Dan are like, I just want Blair to choose me. And so that was Dan's moment of being like, okay, go ahead to Chuck and figure it out. But also in a way, too, him doing this is sort of like him getting some attention from her in a twisted way as well. 
Like, look how good this thing oh, yeah. I did to you. Isn't that so nice of me? Am I, am I your best friend? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two ways he is to handle this. quintessential nice guy. <laughs> well, like, yes. okay, I'm so nice. Know. Why doesn't anyone want to date me? <laughs> There's two ways to handle this. You could say, okay. oh, she doesn't want to bone. She doesn't want to bone me. If I can't bone her, might as well help her. Or if I can't bone her, then no one can bone her. And Dan, <laughs> this is the right option. Serena wouldn't choose that option. Wait, what, what would the second option have been? Was he, sure was he, he actually was going to set her on fire in that room? Yeah, yeah, knock the candles over. <laughs> <laughs> and say, game over, as, as he closes the door. As he closes the door. <laughs> That's a fun so, option. <laughs> so, and closes the door behind them, doesn't say game over, but he, it is funny, though, like, he puts Chuck in this room, closes the door, and walks away. Doesn't say anything to anyone, and looks walks away like he just committed a murder. Like he looks so disgruntled. He's just. <laughs> he might right. have, because he might have. He might have. So while everyone else is trying to figure out what happened, uh, Nate tells the crew that it looks like Dan is helping Chuck and Blair finally be together. And Serena sees this and needs to get wasted. Um, then Nate just starts like thinking out loud, uh, where he's like, "And really hope the paparazzi don't find out that Blair's here, because then the whole empire will be stormed and it'll ruin the whole party." And Charlie's like, paparazzi? Party? Shut down? Interesting. And Nate just keeps going. He's like, yeah, especially if they found out specifically that through Gossip Girl that Chuck and Blair were both here, that would not be good for this mm. party and something disastrous. So we can trace faults of Chuck's death all the way back to Nate at this point. It's not even Charlie's fault anymore. It's totally Nate's fault. fault. He's like, God, I really hope someone doesn't do exactly this, what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. See, bad things happen when Nate thinks. Exactly. That's why nature yeah. just stop with the thinking. Stop trying to read. Just take your crayons and edit the, the spectator. That's mm -hmm. all you need to do. Yeah. Um, so Blair asks what's going on, and Chuck tells Blair that he had nothing to do with this. Dan set it up for them, and uh, now that he's here, he's going to go for it. He says, the us that I should have fought for when you called. The us that is not just you and me, but me, you, me, and your baby. And uh, Blair's confused as to why Chuck told her to choose Louis, and that's when Chuck says uh, he thought it was selfish if he was the one to uh, tell Blair to break up her family. Uh, look, look at everyone being so selfless in this episode. Everyone except Serena. Yeah, what do you expect? Yes. If anyone's going to be selfish, it's going to be... That's exactly Serena. what I expect, yeah. yeah. So... Blair's like, this is the moment you choose to not be selfish. And uh, Chuck points out that timing has never been their strong suit, which is putting it lightly. And uh, that's when Chuck tells Blair that she should be with him, even though the baby is Louise, because he is going to love that baby as much as he loves Blair. And Brendan, I know you're sick of Chuck and Blair, but would it just make you swoon at least a little bit? No, this is good. because this is like something, currently this is something right different. Now, this so. is nice. Uh, we, we haven't. It's, it's also been enough of a break where we haven't gotten the two of them confessing their love to each other in a long time. There, there has been some timing issues and. Some other issues of glass breaking on Blair's face and all that good stuff. So it's it's right. it's been a long time coming. Uh, so this finally my bubble bursting felt good. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you put it in that way. Um, <laughs> just, just moment. the way he would came into the room and he's like, you know, timing was <laughs> always our strong suit. Yeah. You like if again if you are it's really 17 good. years old. Yeah. You're 30 we years are. old. You're it, just like, the line delivery is horrific, but <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad, that, but you're still like... It works, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's, it works. It's been He's been pretending he doesn't like her for the whole season now, too. So it, it's been good to know that he's been like edging himself all season long. And he's yeah. like, oh, yes. I, 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 I can finally say it. I really love you. Blair, I've been edging myself all season. <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> I love you and your baby. So... Um, <laughs> 
The moment's interrupted by a Gossip Girl blast. Uh, someone sent a blast that Blair is here with Chuck and doesn't want any photos of them before she tells Louie. Um, or, Nate, I, I don't... At this point, like, I'm like, why do you... Who cares? Like, let people take photos of you and Chuck. You're going to break up with them anyway. Like, this is right. nonsense. But whatever. She, wa she wants to sneak out of here. And then Nate opens a door and is like, Hey, I don't know if you guys saw, but, like, I just mentioned that uh, no one should send a Gossip Girl blast and then someone sent a Gossip Girl blast. Like, I don't know who did it, but maybe the one person I told not to. Um, but, yeah, so just want to make sure... Uh, you know about that. There's a car here waiting for me. Uh, and then Blair also has a car waiting for her. So they're all going to sneak out together. And they take their town cars. They take their town cars. They're riding with in ta town cars with boys and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Drew Barrymore is the driver. Yep. that's. I'm glad you noticed the cameo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was the one actually going to the airport. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That will be uh, one of the very few cameos we have uh, we've actually recognized on the show. <laughs> um, Lily wants to make a toast she gets everyone's attention as the paparazzi are aggressively taking photos from the back of the room uh, I don't know I feel like they could have gotten better security to, to not let them in but uh, instead they just get like tackled after they take some some pictures and Lily jokes that you know they must really want a shot of the new it girl and everyone laughs because ha 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 who cares about Charlie why would we take pictures of her and so <laughs> Uh, and then also Blair, Chuck, and Nate just like quietly walk by with no one noticing them. Like, added the <laughs> <laughs> was, was this a dig by Lily saying like, "I know you're not taking pictures of this girl. You don't care about this bitch," or was she like, <laughs> genuinely like thinking like, "Oh, that's that's nice. I guess you care about the new it girl." No, I think she was joking. I think the paparazzi are yeah, obviously that's here. That's, to that's more Lily. Blair. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So Lily says a few words about uh, the new it girl. Uh, tells the crowd she hopes they get to know her, even though she didn't grow up in New York City. So she, you know, she is a redneck because she didn't, isn't from yeah. New York City. Oh, loser. 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 Yep. <laughs> so uh, Blair and Chuck and Nate have successfully snuck out, and Nate tells them, "Took you long enough." And I'm not talking about the walk from the lobby to here. Which man, that was a really, <laughs> really great line for, That's for Nate. Nate. I'm glad That's Nate's really a good. Really good. a chair shipper. He's a Chuck and Blair. Yeah, he's a chair shipper. So he better be. He's Nate been living with Chuck. For five seasons. Yeah, well, yeah. Nate Nate gets in a car and leaves, and Blair and Chuck get in the other car and leave, and we see that there's some, like, I don't know, what was this, gas or oil or whatever happens. I don't know what that was supposed to be. I was Chuck like, did, Blair did they, someone piss on their way really into the car? Was like, I think it was, like, brake fluid. Yeah, they, they yeah, they definitely How the hell are we supposed to know? That, that's insane. Yeah, I don't know much about cars, so if I saw, like, a little... I yeah, we're New Yorkers. Out. We know nothing about cars. Yeah, exactly. no. But I, I, I don't just know assume. what to Because the, yeah, the two that, things I like, would have thought would be like oil or gas, but it didn't look like it looked like enough fluid to be gas, and then like the car wouldn't have gone anywhere. No. So that would have made sense. And the oil yeah, thing, like, I don't know what that it. does to the car. If you don't they zoom in on it like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, so you don't we, know what that means. Just know it's bad. Obviously, you had no idea what was happening, Brendan. But when I saw this, because I famously have seen these episodes before uh i did not realize that this was this episode and as soon as i saw that i was like oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> here, here oh. we go <laughs> here we go should have known when sarah said she wanted to come on that there'd be a car crash i was like, I, I, I thought so little of yeah. that dribble that that fluid that when the, the car crash did happen i still didn't like jump back to that moment and be like oh that was the whatever fluid i did i didn't think about it until we just started talking about it because it was so well, thank god so nothing. we brought it up yeah, yeah, yeah. so i feel like it's having it up Oh, sorry, I was going to say, is it's like setting up for going wrong because they truly have been making Blair Princess Diana this whole time. Yes. Ever since she started dating the Wii, you know, the American, the one coming into it, and how she starts to be so like, I'm doing things for these people, and everybody is seeing me, and little girls look up to me, that as soon as they got into the car, and there was something wrong, like, mm. you know they switched cars, and you know it's about to go down. Oh, yeah. So... 
Serena sits at the bar next to Dan. Uh, she asks if he's okay. Dan confirms that he is okay adjacent. And then they're going to do some more apologies. Serena apologizes for coming down so hard at him. But uh, Dan tells her she's right. Uh, he was going to tell Blair how he felt, i.e. that he loves her. Uh, and as much as he does not want to love Blair Waldorf, how do you make a feeling go away? And uh, Serena, ironically, fighting the same battle with her feelings with Dan right now and uh, tells him she doesn't know. So Dan thought that maybe professing his love for Blair would be the answer to uh, how he would write his afterward. But when Blair got off the phone with Chuck, she was so heartbroken and he said... I've been so consumed with my own feelings, I wouldn't let myself see how much she loves Chuck. And so Dan tells Serena that she was right. Uh, Blair didn't need his confession. She needed her, his help. And uh, exact, Dan did the right thing. He and he's teaching out. Serena, unknowingly teaching Serena a lesson right now. And, uh, you know, I'm saying bravo. I know bravo. I know the rest oh, of the panel yeah. hates Dan here. Yeah, and okay, it's great. all thanks to Rufus. And it's all <laughs> thanks to Rufus. Like, you know, so, Dan, now- when I told you to go confess your love, I knew you'd do the right thing. I knew it all <laughs> exactly. along. <laughs> you know, I I noticed these things. I knew exactly what you were going to do. And so, um, pretty well done by by the show. Like they're showing us, you know, Dan and Serena going through the same thing. Uh, Serena is the selfish one, and Dan chose correctly. And uh, I guess they're both still miserable at the end of the day. So I don't know what I don't know what lesson we're learning actually. Um, but yeah. um, Dan thinks he can give himself a new ending by giving Chuck and Blair the ending they deserve, and he just wants Blair to be happy. And, uh, you know, I really hope that Serena does feel shitty about herself. I think she's finally starting to feel that way. <laughs> it's good. It's good for her. I also think that Dan cannot take any credit for it. He should not be the one being like, I created their love story. It goes all back to the at the end of the day. He's like, it is about my feelings, and I did this for them, and I'm a good person. Oh, and then Serena reinforces that. She says, Dan, you're one of the good ones. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, hopefully a little so consolation prize. Back to the dance slander. I gave him a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie answers another call from Max for some reason. You'd think she'd just have his number blocked by now, but yeah. um, he's uh, out of nowhere now. He's like, all right, I'm going to leave you alone. I got some money. I'm going back to Portland. <laughs> like, oh, what okay. was the point of any of this? <laughs> so, okay. long. so So Max just randomly gives up, and it's like, what were we doing this whole time? But uh, he tells Charlie once he leaves, she will not be free. She'll be trapped in this lie forever. And it's like, oh, you're really scaring her. I'm like, uh-oh. She's going to get exactly <laughs> what she wants. He's like, oh, no. Great. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's like, I'm, I'm fine with that. He's like, just like Nate, I worked hard here, and I couldn't be happier. So... Uh, Max warns her that happiness will wear her off because no actress wants to play the same role her whole life. But it seems that Charlie is prepared to uh, be a Rhodes for the rest of her life. Uh, more than just a role to her. This, this is her life. The, these people are her family. Yeah, she likes it. I mean, it, I mean she's I... getting a huge party thrown for her right now just for a living. So I would like exactly. that. I'd like the opportunity to play the role of a really rich person. I think I could do it really well. Love the role. Yeah, I'd yeah. play that role for life. I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd love that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for life? Great. Yeah. Now, uh, Brendan. In the very last episode we did, you predicted that Max would kill someone. Now, you predicted oh. that he would kill. You predicted he would kill Charlie. But is it possible that he's behind the attempted uh, Blair and Chuck murder? I mean, he, he, he the, indirectly sort is he of the is. One that let the oil out. Well, that's that's true. Yeah, you don't think he's the one that let the oil out of the car or whatever happened to that, oh. to that car? I don't know. I, I guess so. You still think yeah, he'll he kill is. Charlie? I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't, think, I don't think he'll kill Charlie because I, I think this is his last appearance, is it not? Now, um, I think so. I, I can't confirm that, but I do. I think so. Uh, but now, how about this? Was the car crash murderer Rufus the one behind this? Oh car crash as yeah! Well? Now we're back to it. Trying to make sure Chuck is out of the way, just like he did with his father, so that his son can get the dream girl, just like he did. Uh huh. 
Rufus won't rest until he car crash murders every member of the Bass family and makes sure that's they're uh, right. posthumously they're posthumously well, cucked. Yeah, but, 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 <laughs> that's, that's his mark because not only does he kill the Bass, that is his mark. but he makes sure that a Humphrey fucks their girl afterwards. <laughs> and when, once, once we see the car crash scene, you do see Rufus and Trip running away together, <laughs> eating chili. <laughs> <Apples>. <laughs> And then Trip's like, I'm sorry, who are you? What <laughs> <laughs> were you going to say before, Sarah? Oh, all I was going to say is, like, they would have had to conspire with Nate, though. Rufus would have had to gone to yeah. Nate because Nate oh, ran the wrong car. Like that was supposed to be yeah. Nate. Well, they probably the just. <laughs> yeah. I think Rufus probably just, like, turns real. Nate around, like, spins Nate around once or twice and says, That's your car. And then Nate goes into the. <laughs> 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 this is a okay. blindfold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's too easy to trick Nate here. So. Right, uh, Speaking of Nate, he's in what he thinks is his car, and uh, the driver notices that the paparazzi on motorcycles are aggressively ch- chasing uh, Chuck and Blair's car in front of them. Uh, Chuck and Blair are discussing their next moves. Blair has to tell Louie face-to-face that the wedding is off, and uh, Chuck's still asking if she's sure, but he says that this is all she ever wanted. Uh, Chuck, not not the prince, not the fairy tale. She just wanted Chuck, which to that I say, aw, that's, that's lovely. Aw. So sweet. You know, it's too bad Chuck's about to get murdered, but it's at least we have this. I'll see yeah. that a minute and fifteen seconds into my um uh, YouTube compilation. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so, that for you guys. That so, was one that kept replaying. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So Blair tells Chuck she loves him. She couldn't uh, tell Louie that uh, she he would never lose her because it wasn't true. Chuck is the one she never wants to leave, and so they kiss. But the motorcycles are still after them. And Brendan, you must have been feeling a sense of dread here. Like what's yeah, going on? With these they're Getting louder. It's it's a very aggressive scene, um, and you, you just feel like something's about to happen. You, you don't know. I don't know what, to what degree at this point. I didn't think uh, what we get at the end is what we we're gonna what was gonna happen. I've, I've been actually calling for like a gunshot or a car crash recently too. So I'm glad yes. we do get some yes. some, some action like this. You've um, been wanting some death on the show. But it's it's been such a PG show as of late. I really didn't expect too much to happen. I thought maybe they're just gonna get more pictures of them through the windows, and that was gonna be like enough mm-hmm. for them to be like, oh man, like Louis found out before. I got to tell him. I thought that's all it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be anything this drastic. Uh-oh. Well, Nate gets a call from Grandfather, and he tells Grandfather that he's a little late leaving, but he's on the way to Westchester Airport right now. And uh, this confuses the hell out of the driver. He's like, what? What do you mean, Westchester? No, Westchester. no, 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 no. That's not where I'm going. What are you talking about? And so Nate's like, hold on. My driver's screaming at me right now. I'll call you back. <laughs> I don't remember him being that insane. <laughs> That's how I saw. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what the fuck? What, Westchester? Holy shit, bro. What no. the fuck is Westchester? I've never even heard of a Westchester. <laughs> I've been to Chester, sure. Yeah, but not Westchester. What the fuck? So, Nate says I mean, that he's a fair, I'm... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go on. You go ahead. Oh, also, I was going to say is it would be fair if a, a New York driver uh, who was driving like the town car was like, you want me to take you to Westchester? <laughs> yeah. like, go to Westchester. I go as far and as then, Yonkers. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so Nate hangs not, up. He says, I'd have taken the car. <laughs> he's got a flight out of Westchester in uh, 45 minutes. So the driver says, oh, not a problem. Just need to turn around. So Brendan, what happened here? What is Nate in? Nate's in the wrong car. Like, what? why does his driver go in the wrong way? What, I, saw, what, I, also, what I still didn't pick this? up on this, too. I, I was like, I guess the driver's just stupid. Okay, it's fine. You think that they just included a scene of the driver being stupid for no reason? <laughs> yeah. Well, after after this, I don't get a chance to catch up because so much happens. It just like the whole episode unravels yeah. right in front of you. So I'm like, whoa! I for- totally forgot about the stupid Westchester driver. Yeah. 
this, so, is, the, this is what a mid-season finale is. Yeah. Exactly. They don't the make driver, them like they used to. <laughs> it's true. The driver also points out, he's like, man, these motorcycles are really getting out of control. And Nate's like, yeah, what are they doing? And, and we hear the crash, and Nate screams, oh my god. And the next thing we see is Blair and Chuck's car crash into the side of the road. Um, they've crashed into... I don't even know how to describe it. A little uh, uh, something, something that was enough to uh, do a lot of damage mm. to, the, to the car and like to tree? the people in the car. So, it wasn't a tree. It was like a, it was a something. But like Nate, like Nate guardrail. Yeah, kind of. But there's a thing behind the guardrail. It, people that saw the episode, you know yes. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So Nate, Nate gets out of the car and runs over. Um. So, and then. I'm hoping, you know, you've been begging for a gunshot. Uh, you've, been, you've been begging for a car crash. You got a car crash. Yeah. Are you finally excited? I'm pumped up, but I do feel a little bit guilty only because um, of who was in the car with Blair and Chuck. I've also been saying I don't know how we're going to have this much of the show with Blair as a mother. And I'm like, uh-oh, mm-hmm. did I curse Blair uh-oh. and then just, like, killed her baby? Because I know she's alive by the end of the episode, but they didn't say anything about the baby yet. I don't know how far along she even is at this point. Um you may have retroactively cursed. I may have cursed a baby, the baby. Yeah. yeah, I know Chuck's not dead, but um, hey, wait, the baby they didn't confirm dead. that. They didn't say Chuck's that. not. Dead. I, I said that. Well, they didn't say anything. No, Lily okay. cried and made it seem like he is not. Yeah. she didn't say one way or the other, but she didn't make it look good. He cries and then goes, "Chuck is also recovered." <laughs> <laughs> so. No, yeah, he's he's fine. We're back in everyone's favorite hospital. He's survived the gunshot uh, in the show, so he's 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 fine. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So uh, Dan and Serena come in, ask if Chuck and Blair are okay. Uh, Nate doesn't know, but he saw the whole thing and stayed with them till ambulances came. Uh, the EMT he spoke with said it's pretty bad. Uh, Lily's also here. She gets off the phone, tells Rufus that all four of Blair's parents are flying in on the next flight from Paris, which uh, Eleanor was distraught, which you know, understandable there. And um, the new it girl, Charlie, comes over to see how everyone's doing. Uh, this, as we said, episode did not really end up being all too much about uh, the, the debutante party, uh, which which is fine. We had a, enough to get to without that. And Lily is staying strong for everyone and says, you know, she's hoping for the best and she's going to try to get an update from the doctor. So uh, Charlie, you know, probably feeling pretty guilty right now since this, you know, I can be argued that it's her fault. I won't argue it, but it can be argued. Right. That's that's the position she's going to take. She just feels she feels horrible because she does. She does care about the people. She doesn't know them very well, but uh, they have become a version of family to her. So she takes it all upon herself. Right. So. Serena and Dan here. Serena says it's all Gossip Girl's fault because she didn't send out... Uh, if she didn't send out the blast, then this wouldn't have happened. And once again, Gossip Girl becoming too big of a character in, in this, affecting the action, killing people maybe indirectly. Uh, and Dan doesn't want to defend Gossip Girl, but he's like, well, Gossip Girl didn't send the motorcycles. And Serena says she may as well have because if Gossip Girl didn't exist, then Chuck and Blair would not be in the hospital fighting for their lives. And everyone's like, yeah, now, you're right. Yeah, I hate Gus. Take him down. Let's do it. Even though we know that this car was tampered with somehow, because we saw the uh, whatever fluid was was right. spilled out, I mean, out I of that. Too, so, like, if these paparazzi wanted to get after this that badly, they might have found a, a way to figure figure out where these two were. I don't think like, yeah, like that, that wasn't the only way of the paparazzi to find them. But it is the way that they did find them. Right. That's no. Those paparazzi just sits there on their phone, being like, "Are they coming?" They just keep waiting. <laughs> just updating gossip. Girl. They get refresh, gossip girl. refresh gossip girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Serena's a woman on a mission now because remember she spent the whole day looking through Gossip Girl Blast and she's like it's unbelievable the amount of pain she's caused um, and so this uh, she says it's a culmination of years of damage and uh, you know she tells Nate or she tells Dan that she wants to take down she wants to finish what Diana started and take down Gossip Girl and Nate's in on it too uh, he he wants to use the spectator to do it and so I love that we 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 did say 
that we don't love when Gossip World is like such a presence. But uh, we do love when our characters come together to fight mm -hmm. an outside source. So uh, are you excited for this, yeah. yes or no? Sarah, I'm excited. Sarah, 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 I'm excited. <laughs> okay, all right. They're at their best when they're together. Absolutely. Whatever when it takes. When, when they team up. Yeah. Uh, you know Charlie's what? pacing. I don't know if this is... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, yeah. I don't know if this is a hot take, but I miss Diana. I thought she was really fun. Um, obviously a full source of conflict, but God, nobody can wear a bandage dress quite like her, like Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> I... Like, yeah. I'm about to The last scene of this episode, because Diana might be, might be making a comeback. Um, but first, real quick, Charlie's pacing back and forth. Uh, Rufus comes over to do some parenting himself. Uh, he's finally out of the penthouse. He, he was allowed in the <laughs> hospital. Uh, and Charlie says uh, she's not okay, because re remember, it was Charlie herself that sent in the tip to Gossip Girl, which supposedly started all this. So uh, Charlie tells Rufus uh, it's all her fault. Rufus is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Charlie comes clean and says that she sent the Gossip Girl blast. Uh, she says she didn't do it to hurt Blair. She was just trying to protect herself. And Rufus is like, what do you, what do you mean? Max was the fraud. Why do you need to protect, why do you need to protect yourself against Max? And then... Charlie doesn't explain, but she says, I'm sorry, I'm the fraud. And uh, and that that's it. She just apologizes and she's like literally trying to come clean here. And pretty shocking. We we know that we know that Charlie does have a heart. Uh, she isn't evil, so of course this is right. affecting her. But uh was not expecting her like she doesn't give any details and Rufus does not ask for any details because he doesn't really have the chance to, because that's when Lily comes over, but uh who knows? Who knows how much she could have spilled if if she kept going with this conversation. Right. It, it's funny, it's interesting because I I feel like even if she got all of it out she was trying to almost confide in Rufus and hope that he was just, he would be like, oh, it's all right. You could stay with us anyway. We we love you, Ivy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that's her best chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she should probably say something like, I love your waffles. I I, I tagged yes. your waffles and I didn't want to leave the family. I like, did my waffles I, and chili every day. I promise. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So... That's when Lily comes over, everyone gathers around, and Lily tells everyone the good news is that Blair's awake and responsive, and then Serena asks, what about Chuck? And Lily starts to cry. So uh, we don't know what about Chuck. He's probably dead. To probably be dead. <laughs> uh, we're heading into a mid-season finale, so no one's safe. Uh, Charlie, desperately calling Carol. Uh, she says, it's me, Ivy. I gotta get out of here. I'm leaving tonight, and this time I'm not coming back. Uh, very dramatic here. Rufus hugs Lily. Charlie leaves. The doctors all go rushing into someone's room. And uh, then, what do we have here? Someone else gets a phone call, and it's our old friend, Diana Payne. Twists on twists on twists. Mm -hmm. We can't... You got, gotta throw in some more twists in the last minute You can't minute just of this kill episode. a main character. You gotta bring Diana Payne in. No, no. And the voice on the phone tells Diana there's been an accident. And she asks how bad, and he says he wouldn't take a risk like this if it wasn't serious. He had no choice. And then Diana says, of course, Jack, and tells him that she'll get on the next plane to meet them there. And then Jack thanks Diana, and Diana cryptically says it's not her he should thank. So, uh, Diana is cahoots with... In cahoots with Jack Bass... I guess so. I didn't know. Another what, twist. I didn't know what. These cliffhangers what was, just keep on coming, baby. Do, are we supposed to know what this is about? No, of course not. We have no idea. I was like, the, the, well, is Jack behind the probably, behind the, the probably break fluid? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? We've learned anything. The Gossip Girl writers write to write, and then they figure it out. And they right, figure right. it out later. They've all winter to figure out. They've all winter what's happening to figure out what's happening next. Um, so that's our episode. Uh, what the fuck is going on? What what's happening next, Brendan? Do you have any predictions? I don't know, but it, it is definitely scream rules. Where if you have you don't see the body, not dead. So it, Chuck's coming back, obviously. Um, I hope Charlie's not gone. I hope she doesn't just run away and feel guilty. And I I, I don't want her to get exposed because I like her living here. I like her presence. Um, Remember, she's still main cast. So still main cast. That's hey, it. That's on her side. She's not going anywhere, baby. Yeah. I'm really fed um, up by her at this point. 
No, I love her. I love her. She was the only one giving life to this season, all this whole first half of the season. Yeah, she's been good. Uh, I like it. She, she didn't do much in this episode, but she doesn't bother me at all. Even if if this is her every episode, I'm fine with her being here. It's very Nate like. People hate Charlie I Ivy. Just like, I think she's an MVP of of the of the latter seasons. I think it's the characters who are just always constantly trying to like tell you how good they are, like Rufus and Ivy, mm-hmm. that are like they are the ones. Who too great for me because my favorite characters are Chuck and Blair who are terrible right. people. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean I'm with you on Rufus. I just don't take all the just, joy away. Carly just wants a family. That's all she wants. Yeah. And she's got one. Yeah, she well, wouldn't she, she wouldn't be an one. overall favorite for me, but she's she's not bad. All right. Let's do these segments quickly. We have of course everyone's favorite nope not everyone's favorite, just my favorite, uh user review of the week. Uh, comedy fan is back, gave this episode an eight out of ten and says the main part of this episode was Blair trying to figure out if she wants to be with Chuck or Louie. I was actually sure that we will find out that Blair lied and it is Chuck's kid, but looks like they keep that a truth. After the ending was shocking. They had the accident. Guess they were inspired by Princess Diana. Now it looks like Chuck's life is in danger. Keep him alive! Not only Lily, but we all love him. <laughs> all, all right. right so thank you comedy <laughs> we do all That's love chuck we do want him to stay alive uh next week the episode is titled the end of the affair question mark brendan do you have any predictions based on the episode title um i guess blair is like well i guess since chuck's dead i had to marry louis what are you gonna do <laughs> and that's when dan says and oh also me. but i could be i could be louis though yeah. let, me, let me try again <laughs> <laughs> Um, the preview says that Blair reveals to Serena what happened after the car crash. So we're going to have to wait all winter to find out what happened after the car crash. Wow. I assume they went to the hospital. Long winter it was. I'm sure. I I was not watching this live at the time, but I can only imagine. Mm. Yeah. I want to say they waited until like, be like early December. And then I think it wouldn't come back till February, March. There's a reasonable amount of time. And when you had not much going on in high school, Except for your friend coming over on Monday nights to watch Gossip Girl. This was it. This was everything for you. That must yeah. have been really tough. Oh, poor thing. Well, you That's know, it, the episode. It, it strengthened me, and <laughs> I, we can tell. Yes, <laughs> made, me made you the woman you are today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Brendan, I I uh, went first last week, so you can go first this week. What are you grading the episode? Yeah, this is a famously not mid episode. It is really good. It's quite above that level. Uh, Really enjoyed this one for, for the first time in a while. I, I just this is such a classic Gossip Girl episode in the way that it just throws so much shit at the fan and sees what sticks. Um, it's it's a little crazy, a little kooky, but that's what I've been missing from the show. It, it's been kind of boring for a long time. The fact that Charlie has been carrying the season says a lot about the season in its own right. Um, this this felt like days of old, uh, and I, I'm glad that there was enough on the bone here to go to a ball, and the ball was the least interesting part of the entire episode. So. Good stuff. I finally got my danger in the episode. Um, yep. This this I, this feels like it might be one of the last good episodes of the show. I, I hope I'm wrong. Mm. Um, I'm gonna it's give this an a minus. Okay. Not perfect, an but it's a it's a, it's a classic. All right. I don't hate it. Uh, Sarah, what do you grade the episode? Um, I would. I mean, this like like you were saying, this is kind of like peak gossip girl, and it kind of harkens back to those earlier episodes that brought you in and this mm-hmm. i remember just being obsessed with this i i think we're gonna give it an a not an a plus because there are still a few twists and turns to come and also mm-hmm. the whole like season two of chuck and blair doing their whole thing that's like sure. 10 tens. um uh, so a all right I, hey. i'm glad that everyone's so high on this episode because i thought maybe i was going crazy 
maybe I was still in that season five bubble. I was given mm-hmm. this the, the season five curve, maybe, but I thought the episode was another good one and even better than last week's, which I gave an A minus. So like, wow. I think all the storylines work somehow. They they did a great job intersecting them with each other for the first time in a while. Like we obviously have everything going on with Blair and Chuck, and it looks like that's finally going somewhere. And then also the Charlie storyline intersects by having Charlie be the one to call calling the, t- the gossip girl. You know, Nate and the spectator storyline intersects by you know. Nate being the one to leave the party with Chuck and Blair, and then he sees the car crash, and then you know Dan and Serena have their own thing going on, and they keep intervening with Blair and Chuck, and so uh, Serena in a negative, selfish way, and then Dan, of course, in the positive, selfish, great way that only Dan Humphrey could be capable of. Uh, so all of it worked, uh, and it was fun to watch, and the episode had plenty of drama and emotion. You know, Blair and Chuck scenes, uh, Blair and Dan scenes, Lily and Chuck scenes. We love it all, and then you know, uh, some some setup for for after the winter break with Dan and Serena teaming up with Nate and the Spectator to take down Gossip. Girl, uh, plenty of twists, twists and cliffhangers. Uh, the mystery and intrigue of whatever the hell happened with the car crash. Is Chuck gonna be okay? What's going on with Diana Payne and Jack Bass, and how do they play into this? So again, all right, maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe this is the last time I ever do this, but I'm gonna give this episode an A as well. So two A's and an A minus. Very, very good grades here. I'm um, glad I kept it out of the Golden Grade Club because it, it, it doesn't deserve to be with the rest of the triple A's. The me. Pantheon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brendan, who's your MVP of the episode? My MVP, I, you might not be surprised. This is a kind of a tough one because there's a, a lot of we have a lot of episodes lately where there's nobody doing anything good. Uh, this is an episode where everybody there's a lot of good characters in this episode, but um, someone stood out for me. They weren't by any means a, a, a main character in this episode, but she's always a main character to me. It's my girl Lily. I had a great moment with my my boy Chuck. Of course, uh, those scenes are. I'm such a sucker for those scenes. She also uh, gives one of her classic backhanded compliments to. <laughs> uh, to Ivy uh, or Charlie later on, um, and she looks great all episode long. If there's an episode where Lily's in it and she has maybe a couple, like maybe two scenes, that's all I really need. I knew you were gonna say Lily. Yeah, I don't even had, know why. I asked. Sarah, who's your MVP? Can you predict who I'm gonna pick? If you could predict his. No, 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 no. I I <laughs> announce my prediction afterwards and say that I knew it all along, like Rufus. <laughs> I mean, it is, for me, it's always Blair. It's always Blair. But I will say, Chuck, Therapy Chuck is one of my favorites. When he is, everyone's just expecting him to be bad, and he doesn't. And he's just so calm about it. I'm like, he's just sticking with it. But like, we love a reformed bad boy. Right. For me, I will be the one. To give Dan his MVP. He's in wow. love with Blair. I was going to say that. He's in love <laughs> I with knew Blair. you were going to say Dan. Who can blame him for being in love with Blair? But he uh, does set up this fair. elaborate getaway for Blair and Chuck. He selflessly gives up his chance at Blair. He does the right thing. He lets Blair and Chuck try to have their fairy tale ending. And I think that's nice. So I will give Dan mm. his MVP. Uh, but he, does, he, does he unconditionally your... love Blair like Lily does Chuck? I don't think so. Well, listen, no. I consider Lily. But I knew you would give Lily the, the MVP, <laughs> so I didn't have to give Lily one. Good. But then who's your LVP yeah. of the episode? Max, he's useless. A uh, waste of space. Get him out of here. <laughs> oh, so bad, bad, fair. Bad, bad, bad. All right, Max with an LVP. Uh, Sarah, who's your LVP? Rufus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Rufus. Sorry. That's fair. He's, he's been, like we've been saying, he's been on a good streak of just being kind of uh, floating around mm-hmm. it, only in the pentagon only Even... in the pentagon <laughs> i hope he's not floating around the yeah pentagon. only in the pentagon um <laughs> yeah, even on a good streak he's on a bad streak yeah that's all right me. yeah no he's this is a bad one for him when the caliber's low 
Yeah. Well, for me, on the flip side of uh, Dan getting the MVP, Serena will get my LVP. Uh, the episode pretty clearly tells us, Dan, good. Serena, bad. <laughs> she and I respect herself, that. Yeah. So. Yeah, Serena is uh, literally the one in this episode shown being selfish, and uh, she's gonna get my LVP. She's her typical self. Uh, you know, everyone's trying to help Blair and Chuck get together. She's the one uh, trying to get her together with Louie. If you're teaming up with Louie, you gotta know that you're in the wrong here. And so uh, she's also reading her about her high school self on Gossip Girl like a loser. That's that's how you know you're yeah. you're not in a good spot. So she's my LVP. Uh, that's our LVPs, and that's our segments. Except of course for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. We'll be doing a very dramatic scene at the end mm. where Serena and Dan team up with Nate to try and take down Gossip Girl in the future. Um, Sarah, you're our guest. Who would you like to portray, Dan, Serena, or Nate? Um, well, how about my favorite character, Dan? Ooh. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> I think, do you want uh, to be your girl, Serena? I mean, or if you just do call, you wanna... you called her out and talked about how shitty she was, I guess I'll be and Serena. Okay, and I will be Nate and his one line at the end, so I'll, <laughs> I'll gear go. up for that. Gear up. Um, you know the voice you have to do when right. you have one line. <laughs> and I don't. Uh, does everyone have their script in front of them? I sure do. Sure do. All right, so uh, Serena, get get ready. When it, You can start us off. This is all Gossip Girl's fault. If she hadn't sent out that blast... Uh, well, I'm not trying to defend her, but it's not like Gossip Girl hopped on a motorcycle and chased Chuck and Blair through the streets of Manhattan. Oh, I'm Dan. <laughs> well, she may as well have. If Gossip Girl didn't exist, Chuck and Blair would not be in the hospital right now, fighting for their lives. You know, I spent the whole morning looking at old blasts. It's unbelievable the amount of pain she's caused. This is just the culmination of years of damage. Pain. pain she's caused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so what do you want to do, Dan? Well, I want to finish off Diana. I, I want to finish what Diana started. I want to take Gossip Girl down for good. Hey, guys, I don't know why we're all talking like this, but I like it, so I'm going to do it too. I'm with you guys. I think we should use my newspaper, The Spectator, that I created without any help from my grandfather. I think we should use The Spectator to do it, all right? I all also right. want to finish off Diana. It was fun when I used to do that. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to Diana? I miss her. <laughs> And that's what four classes at the UCB gets you. <laughs> Collectively, between yeah, the first three of us, we have had four. Twenty-five <laughs> percent off your first four classes at UCB theater. Uh, Come on now, they would never give a discount. That's where we know you're lying. And the New York UCB has uh, changed locations to the crematorium in Lindenhurst. <laughs> yeah. UCB and the C stands for crematorium. <laughs> the United Crematorium of Brendan. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that does it for the segments. Um, that's that does it for everything except, of course, for some plugs. But before we get to that, Sarah, thank you thank so you, much for you. coming on for being the car crash midseason finale expert. Whenever there's a crash, we know that we need to to come to Sarah Gar Crash. Right. Um, is there anything you would like to plug at this hour? Oh man, no. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow you me on me. Instagram. Got me with that one. There's no crash. Love taking, <laughs> I love taking um, a big gulp would, of Diet Dr. Pepper just for the guests <laughs> to say no. <laughs> nah. No. I, I would like to also promote uh, uh, Muddy Paws Rescue in New York because that is where we got producer D Bebop. So oh, Paws there, we go. there we go. Nice plug I'm for so producer good. Bebop. You can take another that's, sip of Diet Coke. That's, <laughs> I wish. But I, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to ask Brendan. What are you plugging? 
I'm going to continue. Oh. <laughs> why, why would you do that? Hold on, hold on. Let me take some water. Why, why would you? <laughs> Brendan literally waited. It's fun to know when you do it now. Said so I can nothing. Wait. And then waited, said nothing, then started to talk. So then I took a sip and then he stopped. I gotcha. <laughs> uh, I fam- this, I mean, my, my famous Patreon plug only era. Uh, it's been working. It's working. It's working really it's working. well. Uh, we are now up to so. There, there's one caveat for this. We, we we do have five new subscribers within the the plugging Patreon era. Um, this was all all proceeds go towards the Kelly Rutherford Fund to get her to uh, send us a cameo. <laughs> but the newest quote, newest member TJ Kelly was an old member that had uh, frozen his account and just recently updated it, so he was a paid member. I will count it. I will allow it. So this okay. is a fifth member that counts towards the out of 20 that we need. We are one quarter of the, we're 25% of the, of the way, so the way TJ, there. thank you. And you're lucky. You're lucky this counts. I'm looking at you. So I mentioned TJ and uh, Carly Licious 83 is another member that just joined the club. So thank you to Carly Licious and TJ. Well, thank you. Thank you. Welcome aboard. You. You it's will it's not going to a great it. cause. It's not as good of a cause as um, whatever fun Bebop came from. Um, <laughs> but it's it's probably second best. No, whatever shithole he <laughs> dragged himself out of. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my only plug. You can find uh, this particular Patreon at patreon.com slash thehappyboyspod, where we have now officially covered all of season one of the OC. So go check that out. Three bucks gets you an entire season yeah. of coverage. Check it out. Our next one is going to be the, the season one recap. Very excited for that. Very excited. Um, yeah, I've got... Hasn't been on a podcast besides this one in forever, so uh, I did see anyone but you in theaters today, though, and that was me and me and my kindergarten teacher. Actually, I don't think she saw the same movie as me, <laughs> uh, but anyone but you is great. Rom coms are back. We love it. Love it. Um, so everyone should good. should get out and love see that. It. Yeah, you should see it. It's great. Okay. I mean, j- it's everything you want from a rom com. Nice. Good. I want rom com. Yeah, that's, I want that's what you want that's what you're gonna get <laughs> i wanted rom-com and i wanted popcorn and cherry coke and i got all three of those that's so the spirit. successful day at the movies for me um besides that you can follow me on twitter at maddie fresh 24 you can follow brendan at Ruppy puppy you can follow his other podcast the hoppy boys at the hoppy boys pod and you can come back next week where we will be breaking down awesome girl season five episode 11 the end of the affair question mark but until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Only boys. boys. Wow. Keep up the...